106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up on the program today at 745, there is a story that I'm not sure is true, but I have my fingers crossed that it is. <laughs> I'm not sure it's true. This may be an internet hoax, but I have my fingers crossed that it is true because I think it's a great idea. And it's going to open up avenues that will eventually help this program. Nice. So we'll get into that around 745. 8 o'clock, Facebook's doing something that honestly, I think, dude, all of us. All right. So protesting's real big right now, right? Yeah. We all got to get together. Okay. Dude, get George Soros to bust us out to Silicon Valley. <laughs> all right. And we got to take, we, we got to take. Facebook and Twitter, we got to take them down. Take them down. Yeah, we got to take them down. We got to take our country back. I don't know why we have to drive to California. Couldn't we just delete the apps? Couldn't we just take them off our phones? No, I want to be part of a movement. <laughs> no, I don't. I want some kind of funny hat I wear. I want no. I want to stand out there. I'm telling you. Okay. This is New World okay. Order stuff, and I know I'm the old guy who's like, yeah. get off my lawn. I you know. Are. I know. Sometimes I go there. Okay. But I'm telling you, eight o'clock. Facebook is up to something, <laughs> and I don't like it. Okay. I'm on it. All right. And dude, I'm yeah, I'm gonna single handedly bring down the most popular product to hit planet Earth in like the last fifty years. I'm gonna bring it down. Sorry for making you bored while you poop, America. <laughs> You're just gonna be sitting there. What do I do? Do I just poop? Dude, you'll still have Google. Okay. All right. Although they're probably you know yeah, behind a little bit of this too. I was gonna say. Yeah, smartphones. Throw them out. Well, the whole thing. <laughs> just screw it. Throw them out. The internet. What's it worth? I'm telling you, eight o'clock. That's bad news. We'll okay. get you hooked up with Tesla tickets around nine thirty this morning. And uh, joined as always. Bye, Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Feeling good, feeling great, man. A little bit tired, I won't lie. I got a little bit you know, sleepies in my eyes. Charge dude, game last night, right? Uh, charge game last night. Uh, downtown Canton was rocking. The Civic Center, um, a, a ton of Charge Nation showed up. I was worried. I was like, dude, there's going to be eight people here. I was like, it's cold. It's snowing. It's the middle of the week, and nobody's going to want to come. Yeah, that would have been a safe bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nope. Charge Nation, charge Nation showed up big time last night. Uh, number Win number eight in a row last night for the Canton Charge. And, uh, dude, eight in a row. Eight in a row right nice. there. Eight in a row, making that playoff push as we speak. And uh, Saturday night, tickets are almost sold out. So that's fan appreciation night. Dude, there are a ton of prizes, dude. Wait a minute. They're almost sold out? Yeah, like I think there's under 200 tickets left at this at point. At Saturday? Yeah. Oh, so good for the if, charge. Uh, so, so if you're interested in going, I would definitely get your tickets now. But like I said, it's fan appreciation night, so they pull out all the stops. And it's not just like, oh, hey, we clean out the prize closet, even though, yes, they do clean out the prize closet. But there's a ton of good stuff they're giving away. Like last night, I gave away a bunch of autographed Kevin Love stuff. and I Really? Mean, dude, yeah, they, they, go, they go full throttle when it comes to fan appreciation night. Well, honestly, that's smart business. Yeah. That's smart business. That right there, when I, you know, I talk about this all the time. Know who you are. And the Canton Charge knows who they are. They know that they have to buy for your attention a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so they're not afraid to do that, and that's so smart. Instead of being smug about it, like a lot of, you know, a lot of businesses would be like, nah, we're not doing that. They'll, they can come to us. That's crazy. You got to court your customer. That's yeah. very smart. Charge does a great job of it. And there's no question about it. So, like I said, man, it's Saturday night. Um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a good time in the Civic Center. Uh, go get your tickets before they sell out. Cantoncharge.com. Yeah, I wish I could make that. I uh, <sighs> I, I have uh, I have a prior engagement, but oh. I, I would I would love to go to that. And her name is no 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 no. I um Mrs. I, no I have to go to um I'm, I'm working the Gene Simmons show up at the Oh. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about this Gene Simmons show. Gene Simmons, uh, you know, big Gene Simmons show. Any any listener of the program knows Stansberry loves him some Kiss. A little bit of a Kiss fan, but this is not Kiss, right? Uh, now here's the thing: hasn't been Kiss for a while. Now you gotta understand. Plus, again, I'm getting a little older, so I don't mm-hmm. care about like that kind of stuff anymore. Okay. I saw the reunion tour in '96, '97 when they first got back together. You know, the four original members, and I went to like six shows that year. 
I went to both back to back nights at the Q. I traveled, saw a few shows. So I've like so I've done that. Right. I saw the first show of the Psycho Circus tour, Dodger Stadium, Los Angeles, Halloween night with the full circus in the crowd, the whole thing. Seen it, okay. right? So I've seen Kiss a million times. Okay, seen it, makeup on, makeup off, all different kinds of lineups, whatever. The thing about this that'll be cool is that Kiss is unique in the fact that Paul and Gene kind of split duties being the lead singer. Right. So there's 50 songs he could get up there and sing, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. I read something about it, and I heard this is not a song performance. This isn't going to be Gene Simmons up there with his solo band. This is going to be him doing spoken word, from what I've read, dude. And that could be... Uh, uh, no the, wonder they were trying to push him down my throat. <laughs> the article that I read could be completely wrong. I don't know. Is that right? But it was like it was like, it was was like like the Gene Simmons spoken word. See, this... All right. I don't understand this, because he's normally a brilliant marketer. And so why leak the video of your solo band playing songs if uh, he's got to be doing some of it? Uh, sorry, dude, Agora. Possibly. I mean, <laughs> I'm dude, sorry. I don't know. I just dude, I just get the schedule and I just go to work. And let's be real. By the spoken word tour, it could be, hey, I'm going to play a song and then I'm going to talk for the next 15 minutes about whatever. And I feel then like play Dr. Love. It's Gene Simmons we're talking about. The guy, you know, isn't afraid to go be, you know, whoever he uh, wants to be. Let me tell you, given some of his views in the country right now, I think Gene should probably just shut up and play the hits. I don't know. I think that's even more reason for him to do it. I mean, I, I, Gene Simmons is, if nothing else, brash he is you know i mean dude him and paul stanley already clashed earlier or late last year over some political views Uh, dude maybe just gene simmons up there for 15 minutes talking about politics talking about what's what's, what what grinds his gears oh no what grinds his do you want to talk about do you want to talk about a grumpy old guy that's a grumpy the old guy. Of a grumpy old guy. Yeah, he just is old and rich and just it just has never been told no his entire life. Oh, I can't wait, dude! I can't wait for the report on this. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, I, yeah. Wow, that sounds like man. My Saturday's <laughs> gonna be great. We need to get Craig Gas back, dude. You know, it's a friend of the Stansberry show. He'll know too. Like he him will. and Gene are friends. That's what I'm saying. We need to get him back on the show. All right. Yeah, I have his number. I'll call yeah, Craig. See if we can get, get see if we can get that. Uh, see if we can get that happen. So we will give you some Tesla tickets. That's going to happen around uh, nine. 30, 9 o'clock also. Oh my God, dude. Stop. Again, this is sound, again, this is going to make me sound so old. Stop bringing more and more technology into your sex. Okay. Stop doing it. Okay. It's bad for you. It's bad for your partner. It's bad for the whole entire world. We'll explain that to you at 9 o'clock. More Sansbury Show headed your way next. Hang on. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Join us Friday morning as we broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt starting at 6 a.m. for St. Patrick's Day. First 100 people through the door get a pint glass. And we're signing up for Rock on the Range tickets. That's going to be awesome. We'll move the party at noon. And from noon to two, you'll be able to find us at the Canton Brewing Company. That's where I see it getting a little out of hand. Friday, I'm done with work for the week. I haven't drank in a while. I feel like having fun. I can't wait for this. Yeah, it uh, it feels like it could certainly be a day that gets a little bit out of hand, and uh, those are the best ones. Like yeah, those are the best say, ones. You guys should come along with us. And honestly, dude, I mean, it's Friday. If nothing else, you could probably get your way into a half day. You know, if you lay the groundwork right now today with your boss, like, hey, Friday, I got to take off a couple hours early. You know, I'm just gonna head out to lunch, and that, that'll be it for me. Problem with that, your boss listens to us too. <sighs> you know what I mean? That's gonna be the only problem with that. Just go to him. Just just tell him. Look, you want to go, too. 
Let's just all go together. I was going to say, at that point, you probably have the kind of boss that like does drugs with his employees, so you guys probably have already, probably already crossed that bridge. No, dude, I'm telling you, people who tie ties for a living, you know, every morning to go to work listen to us, too. Oh, really? I'm telling you, I think so. What, are you implying that people that tie ties don't do drugs? They're doing better drugs. You know, sometimes they're just more expensive. They're not actually better. (laughs) Sometimes poor people actually have the upper hand on that. Oh, God, I don't know what is the matter with us, but the list is long. Join us us Friday morning, 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt. If they still let us in, you know what I mean? (laughs) Who knows? They might lock the door and say, nope. Nope, we're going with Megan and Christian now. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Buddy, I uh, I have to thank you. Okay. Because uh, you're making it easier for me to be a better person today. Okay. today. And, uh, and I like when that happens. I like when I can do good and I don't have to do much. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people would want that. So I brought in for you. Because you're, um, you're associated with the Stark County Hunger Task Force. Indeed I am. And so um, what they do is they take like those uh, grocery store bags, and then we'll use them to like pack lunches for kids who need lunches, right? Yeah, what it is, it's, uh, it's called Backpacks for Kids, and what they do is they'll give um, two breakfasts, two lunches, and two snacks for kids over the weekend. Uh, a lot of kids... Oh, so it's for food over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. A lot of oh, kids... Oh, God, that's a lot, nice. Uh, well, a lot of kids count on school lunches and school breakfasts as eat. their two big okay. meals of the day. So this is kind of, you know... Making sure they have those. Something, and it's usually um, kid-friendly items, too, or as close as... as can be which stuff they want requires little preparation so that even if here's you're, a lunchable even if you're home by yourself it's you, you know it. you still have something you it. still have you know a granola bar you can open up and and uh you know a thing of easy mac or whatever so nah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't support pa- passing out the easy mac i like i like that saying in my house but i uh, so i've been collecting these for a while and they're i, I don't know god there might be three four hundred of them there. yeah people people think you know uh are not garbage bags but grocery bags are are free and they're not they're about like anywhere from a penny to five cents a piece and you know for a nonprofit that hands out hundreds and thousands of bags a week i mean that quickly adds up for the star sure. county hunger task force yeah. so not to say well they're always looking for them but they kind of are always looking for them and uh thank you very much for bringing some in but no I problem appreciate man. That. Uh, like i said there's good you know i i, I waited a while because right. i didn't want to bring in like Four, be like, dude, I did stuff. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. You know what I mean? And I know, I, you know, like I've Instagrammed this out, and I know what people are going to do. It doesn't do any good to tell people you're just looking for pats on the back. And it's like, nah, dude, like not when it comes to something like this. Because I think what people don't know is, like, you don't think about this about a program like that being there. And you might not know. Yeah. And we kind of have the job where it's like, you know, every once in a while we should tell people stuff like that. It, it, I feel it, like. It wasn't that long right? ago we talked to... Um, I mean, I do enough destruction. You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, like, might as well every once in a while I want to build some do stuff. something decent. Instead of throwing this in the trash, I'll give it to a you kid. Know, I'm sick of swinging the demolition hammer. Um, we talked to the guy who ran the Patriot Project. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. One of the things he mentioned was um, we're always looking for time... Uh, talent and treasure, and like those are the three things that like you can offer to a sounds to like a, a meme to a to nonprofit. A well, those are the things you know. Whether it's your time, whether it's you know I have the ability to do something and I'll do it for them, or or, or whether it's the money that you're able to give. So I think we can add trash now. You know what I'm saying? That's, nice. We'll put that in as the fourth nice. D. If you have a bunch of bags, which I do, it blows me away that people have like. 
just thousands of bags at their homes. What are you doing with those? Honestly, it's helping me because every time I open the closet where they were, they're right. falling on me and everything right. else. And it's like, because you don't want to just throw them out. It's right. like, yeah, eventually I'll have to carry something. Right. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I wasn't going to do anything with them anyway. So, I, 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 you know, I like the fact that you will actually go there. Yeah, I will. And so, like, here, like, now I, I get to be a good person by, like, just by standing next to you. I, I, like I was going to say, however, however you want to be a part of it, as long as you're a part of it. So. I, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know. I know I can come off a little, you know, cold and heartless occasionally, but dude, well, kids should eat something. Oh, yes. You know it's what I mean? It is a little cold and heartless, but you're right. Kids you know what should I mean? eat I, I'm passionate about the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even right. though I want a bunch of it for me, right. I feel like everybody should have well, a little I bit. I mean, think about that. You know, I mean, when you were when you were 12 years old, when you were, you know, before before the concept of like a grocery bill and all that became a part of your your equation, like you just knew you opened up the freezer and there was, there was pepperoni rolls. I don't rolls. know how my parents did there it. There was pepperoni rolls. It boggles my mind, man. Dude, your mom had a very similar situation two like boys Big growing you know, boys strapping yeah, your lads and just just eating everything and when i go to the grocery store now and i spend money i'm like how did my like i know what my dad made i know what my mom made right. how are they doing right. I, I know i mean now i know about what their house payment was what what their insurance payments were what all that stuff i have no well here's the thing they weren't doing it <laughs> you know what i mean they were flat <laughs> flat broke you know what i mean Bud my poor dad. is what they call it my Bud poor Rich. dad my poor father that poor guy dude just worked and worked and worked never saw a Penny worked and probably died ten years too early trying to support two kids. Probably. Shut the refrigerator, dude. You know the other one was the front door. I'm not. I'm not cooling down the entire world, Daniel. Shut the door. Well, which obviously, as an adult, you have a great appreciation for that and like the the concept. For sure, I do. The concept of 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 I'm still a little afraid to touch my thermostat. Like I'm afraid my dad's gonna come down and start yelling at me. Like, does it live there? Does oh, it? And right. I'm always always just a little bit like. I don't know my dad's been dead this. ten years. I'm. Still like, all right, I swear to God, I'm going to turn it out right now. I swear to God, I know. You own everything from the mailbox to the pond. I got it. Yeah, I'll call mom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I have no idea how people do that stuff now. So I saw uh, this yesterday, and I'm going to refuse to get upset about it. Okay. All right? All right. I, I, I exercised personal. No, you didn't. Stop. No. Okay. All right. All right. thought no. that was the end of the sentence. No, no, no. Okay. Not even close. No. All right. I exercised some personal control yesterday. All and right. I'm not looking at, you know for a pat on the back on it, but it did happen. And uh, I, I saw something in the news yesterday that would normally make me go to Twitter and be like, oh, my God, and, like, flip out. But I'm not going to. Okay. Okay? And that's because I hear that the Cleveland Browns have some interest in Geno Smith for quarterback. If you don't know, Geno Smith played at West Virginia, and he's been with the Jets, Jets and yeah. he's not great. Um, and at first I went, oh, here we go again. Look at this. But every other move they've made so far has been smart. And I don't know what they want Geno Smith for. If it's another play to move around, this and that. Now, what I heard all day yesterday is, oh, you know what Cleveland's doing? They're just going to get another RG3 they're going to kind of throw their hands up this season, look past this draft as far as quarterback goes because none of these guys are any good. Sam Darnold will come out next year. They'll make the moves. They're, that's why they're acquiring all the picks so they can go all in on Sam Darnold next year out of USC. Sounds logical. Yeah, but at some point, all of this, all these behind-the-scenes shows and access and knowing everything GMs do and all this stuff, aren't we just exposing... That these games are essentially on some level kind of fixed and that it's not really competition. I mean, dude, failing for draft picks, I mean, 
right? Well, I, I don't know if I don't know if you can even say by the Browns not fully embracing somebody as their future quarterback. That doesn't mean that they're tanking the season or trying to throw the games or anything like that. I mean, no matter what, if if the Browns feel like you know, hey, there is no option for our future quarterback this year. No matter who we have behind center, it's not going to be the guy. We're not getting anybody away from a team that already has their quarterback, and there's nobody in the in the open market that 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 fills that void for us. You have to have somebody playing quarterback. You have to have somebody taking the snaps. And if that's Geno Smith, I mean, listen, I don't think that's a great move, but uh, why not? I mean, he's obviously a, a guy who's going to go out there, earn his paycheck, and 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 like you said, RG three it. I I don't care about RG three. I think this is I think this is what they're doing, and I think all the other moves they're making, acquiring the line and getting all this stuff, is so guys. While they're sitting there at the draft board, like a kid like Sam Darnold isn't going, oh my God, please don't send me to Cleveland. Please don't draft me Cleveland. Where if now you get the line built, you you know, you know add some pieces, and all of a sudden Sam Darnold's looking at you going, okay, because dude, more and more athletes are trying to decide where they go in drafts than ever before. I wonder if this is indicative of maybe Hugh Jackson getting a little bit of wiggle room that we don't necessarily know about. Because, Maybe they gave him the five years. Because if it's me, and I'm looking at this from the perspective of a 1-15 in 15 coach, I understand that, dude, I have to win some games this year. It's nice to think that, like, oh, well, if I play my cards right, we could have the number one quarterback three years or two years from now or whatever. But, dude, you have to keep your job. Like, I, you have to go out there and win games. Yeah. And signing Geno Smith doesn't necessarily indicate to me that you're going all in and winning every single game that you can. So I wonder if that is Hugh Jackson kind of like getting that that pat on the back. Like, dude, it's going to be fine. You have another, you know, you have another year here to build. Um, but like I've said before, what if he goes one and fifteen again? What if he is what if he is two and thirty as a head coach? How do you not fire the guy? I worry what's happening. Maybe, and again, this is why I didn't overreact yesterday because I don't know. But I also worry because he's kind of known to be a quarterback whisperer that he's sitting there going, I can get more out of Geno Smith than anybody else could. And that I can get more out of him than what you've seen other places. And I think that might be a stretch. I think he's probably got a bit of that ego. He probably thought the same thing with RG3, but it's so low risk. It's so low, like, well, somebody's got to take the snaps. And if I could turn this guy into something, God bless it. And if not, well, dude, he's just the, uh, you know, he's just the workhorse for the day. Get out there, go do your job, and we'll pay you. Because my thing with Gino is this. Maybe if you put him in the right situation with like much better pieces, he'd be good. But this team isn't going to be no, that much better no, than the squad he had no. with the Jets. So I think he's going to look the way he did with the Jets. That's my problem with him. Somebody's got to play the spot, dude. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to be under center taking snaps. If it's Geno Smith getting his head busted Well, in. dude, you got me on the Kirk Cousins thing. Yeah. And now they're back to going, yeah. maybe we will trade Kirk Cousins. And I'll be honest with you. It's not only you. You know what has me looking at Kirk Cousins? Me. Because you, I'm kind of going through a Kirk Cousins situation. Okay, I've been I have just been franchise tagged. Okay, I've been asked to sign my franchise tag by Friday. And if you listen every day, you kind of have been picking up on this. I'm not wild about it. I'm not as angry as Kirk Cousins is. I'm not going to demand trades. I'm not going to say as long as this person's management, I'm not signing a long term deal. That's not what's happening. But ultimately, I didn't want to be franchise tagged. They kind of knew it. They're going to franchise tag me, and that's all right. You know what I mean? I'm going to find a way to live with it because, again, what do I always preach on the show? Know who you are. Know what the situation is. 
And don't, you know, ego your way out of a good situation. So I'm not going to ego my way out of a good situation, but I'm not overall, I'm not, I'm not thrilled today, right now. So that kind of has me on the Cousins things. It's like, yeah, dude, give that guy a situation, show him some love. I know what he'll do. Maybe. 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 I know what I would do. I don't know if that translates to Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? But that's what kind of has me looking at him going, yeah, maybe. Maybe go that route. And because here's the thing. I always say, the Browns aren't going from 1-15 to Super Bowl tomorrow. So if Kirk Cousins gets you to 8-8 eight and eight, and you're 8-8 eight and eight three years in a row or whatever, and now you start maybe 9-7, and 10-6-ville, and, and you start getting playoff like implications in, how are we as a fan base not going to look at Kirk Cousins as a success? You know, a success. I'm not looking at him to win me the Super Bowl. Make us, make us relevant. I, I think they're looking at Geno Smith as win us four games. And then, you know, whoever that next quarterback is, if it is Darnold, it's Darnold. But whoever that next guy is, that's the problem with the Darnold plan. Take us to six and ten, eight and eight and beyond. The the problem with the Darnold plan. And I will say this. I think Sam does look good. And he did kind of like revitalize USC midseason and, you know, all that is, dude, a lot can happen between now and then. How many different guys are going to be the number one quarterback in next year's draft between now and then? Ten, 15. That's going to rotate three, four, five, six times over. I don't know. I'm not wild about the Geno Smith plan. And if you put Geno behind center, you're never ending the sacks while we talk about the Cleveland Browns because that's all he's going to do is just add more of those negative highlights. But I'm going to choose not to freak out. Every other move they've made so far has been smart. I'm going to wait and see how this thing plays out. I'm not going to overreact on that. Your parents probably taught you while growing up, be careful what you wish for. Because you might just get it. And I have a great example of a celebrity who needed to be careful what he wished for because now he's gotten it and he's acting like a little baby and somebody needs to punch this dude in his mouth. So we'll do that next on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Join us Friday morning as we broadcast live at the Tilt to Kill. We'll start so 6 a.m. Be out there until 10 a.m. doing the whole show live. And then we'll move the party over to the Camp Brewing Company starting at noon. Be out there from noon to 2. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Got the NCAA tournament going on that day. Oh, yeah. Got plenty of TVs at the Tilt to Kilt. They got a huge screen down at the Camp Brewing Company. I would imagine they're going to put the tourney on. on oh, that. of course. I would think. I'm actually excited. Oregon's playing Iona on Friday. We'll be done. So I'll just be able to, like, kind of sit at the table, drink some pints, kind of watch. I, uh,. My bracket's my heart this year. They're not going to win, but I have Oregon going all the way. They're not going to win, but actually they've lost at the end of their own tournament. But they've gotten better over the last few years, and since Ohio State's not viable, I'm just going to go that route. Did you fill out a bracket? I have not yet. I have not yet. Actually, I plan on doing it today. Um, I am going to fill out a bracket for Scott from Waiting for Next Year. I know he's got like a big charity initiative going on with his. Uh, yeah, and the deadline's today, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, and I know i got to get it done today. So that's kind of the one I've been like, eh, I'm going to do that one. Eh, I'm going to do that one. Eh, I'm going to do that one. And today, I am going to do that one. Yeah, I filled out a few yesterday. So we'll see. You know what I mean? Normally by six games in, you can rip that thing up and just be done. Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of Scott from Waiting for Next Year, he brought it up really and made a great point where he was talking to his dad and, you know, so excited to fill out a bracket every single year. And he's like, Dad, who won the title last year? I don't know. 
You know, I think that often happens. Nova? In, yeah. yeah Nova. I think that often happens in NCAA tournaments where in the beginning we all feel so excited for it. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm going to waste all day at work Thursday and Friday. And, I think uh, college basketball kind of screwed this up, though. And I, I think it's partially their fault and partially the NBA's fault as to why the NCAA tournament doesn't matter anymore. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. But, you know, I've been watching a lot of those 30 for 30s, and they just had one about the Big East. <laughs> And it was two hours long, and it was awesome. It was right. all about Big East basketball, right? right? It was awesome. And what I realized was is that when, not that there was ever a golden age of sport, uh, right? Back in my day. There was no golden age of sport. Okay. But I will say that there was something about those Duke teams with Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner and those guys being there multiple years, the Fab Five in Michigan being there multiple years. You start to learn who guys are. They melt together. They become a real team. They win together. They lose together. There's storylines in that. And so I thought that maybe, and there was less visual stuff vying for your attention via cell phones and that kind of stuff, so the TV was way more important you know, back then. But I think there was something to guys becoming men and still playing versus an 18-year-old kid being in the Final Four and you know grooming real NBA bodies. And I think the storylines were built over years' time, so the Final Four mattered more to the average fan than it does now. Like, what's the big story in college basketball? Like, I don't even know what it would be. I mean, honestly, the biggest story in college basketball, you've either got uh, Lorenzo Ball and uh, his father and that, that whole— His you dad's know, the bigger story than right. the kid. Right, and, and I think and, that's a problem. And I mean, and, and Grayson Allen from Duke, being and that's kind of died down a, a little. Well, I mean, he's still a dick. Like yeah. he's still out there tripping people and you know doing things like that. But other than that, I mean, it really is kind of a uh, a nameless, faceless sport at this point. And the I think thing the I'll, one and done culture kind of hurt. But it. the thing I'll say about that, and it's true with college basketball over anything else, but certainly with college basketball, it's not so much the players that become the stars; it's the coaches. And nowhere, I think, on the face of the planet, is coaching more important than college basketball. And that's why. When I do fill out brackets, it's usually just like, oh, "Who's the coach of this team? Which guy right. do I know? Which guy do I know? Which yeah, guy do I know?" That's a fair way to do and, it. And 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 usually you'll end up okay there. Um, I, I I take your point, and I think that's the gripe I have against college sports as a whole is that every at most four years, at most four years, it's a brand new team. It's a literally brand new everything, all new everyone. Most times it's a year now. And 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 right, I mean college or football three, you know, for the best guys and basketball one for the best guys. So it's just like, I can't, I don't even know who's on this team anymore. How can I act like I'm so invested in them? You know, I know some people are, 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 you know. It just kills me that these leagues now rush to get these kids out of college to sign them, but then they all say, well, he's not pro-ready right now. He's going to have to sit two years. Well, you get him in the right system. No, make the kid play four years of college before we go draft him. Get him ready. Well, I, I, Prep him right. Yeah, and, but, dude, what are colleges not running pro-style offenses for? Like, I'll never uh, understand. Especially yeah. football factories. I don't get that. Different games, because it's different games. They're not in the business of producing the pro football players, pro quarterbacks. They're in the business mm-hmm. of producing victories. And if you can exploit a uh, defense yeah, in that's college, fair. You know, if, if, if you can exploit a defense in college, you know, with someone's strength, I just think the, the average fan, and again, we're not the average fan, the average fan who just kind of turns the TV on, goes back and forth here and there, this and that, not knowing who, who's on the teams is going to affect it. Of course. Of course. It's going to affect. Now, I heard this theory a little bit yesterday, and I think it might be true. And Coward had said, like, he said, he goes, I think the NCAA tournament's going to get a huge rating. It's going to get a huge rating. Okay. And I said, okay, well, what's this reason yeah. now? 
And then he laid it out, and I was like, okay. He goes, it's the one sport thing now where politics doesn't come into it at all. It's just solely basketball. And now the NBA, it's all like these you know, mentalities. Because here's the thing. I thought he was nuts. And then he threw this out. The NBA in the Cleveland market is down 28 to 30% in viewership. And I'll tell you, I, I don't think Why that, is that? I don't think that has anything to do with politics. I think that has to do with people being spoiled Cavs fans. I think it's, uh, they won a championship last year. Okay. I feel like I don't have to watch it. I think it. that's why it's 28. I agree with you that that's definitely part of it, and I think that's why it's 28. But well, the NBA's down, apparently, across in all their major markets, and I think there might be something to the fact point, that it's like, dude, quit this. But at what point, I mean, like the NBA, yeah, certainly, these guys have these guys have opinions and, and, and have done things, but I don't feel like it's been like the NFL, where the NFL got overrun by it, where it felt like it was like, you know, the, the, the NFL season was about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, especially the beginning of the season. Yeah. I don't feel like this year there's been anything in the NBA where it's been like, oh my God. The thing is, no, because, because, and here's why. It's because it's all been little things. It's been 300 little things versus one huge Colin Kaepernick thing. But you got Andre Iguodala now referring to leadership as Massa and all this other stuff. And you got all these people. And dude, I'm just telling you, people are writing articles and all this stuff. And it does, it's not, it doesn't look good. Casual fan doesn't know that, though. Casual fan's not following close enough to know what Andre Iguodala is talking about. I would about. normally be inclined to agree with you, but viewership is, does seem to be down. And I don't know that that's true, but I can't just dismiss it. I think it's an interesting thing to look at. I, I don't know. And so I wonder, and so what I'm saying is I don't know if he's right, but I'm interested to see what the NCAA so, tournament does. So, so you think that you think that uh, the NFL, think, which was much more overrun by this, which was a much bigger deal, I was, and, and you, and, people like the sport more. I guess. They I, do. I mean, the, I mean, the money that gets spent to advertise on football, I mean, it's crazy. And, and like people care about the sport more. They do. And I agree with you that I think there's LeBron fatigue in this market. There is totally. There is 100%. There's no denying that. So I will give you that. But I think that's why I think that's why viewership is down up to 28 to 38% is because it's multiple factors. That's why it's so high. But in other markets where it's not up that high, the viewership is down. And I do think that there might be something to it. I don't know for sure, but it is definitely the more progressive more we're going to preach what we want to do league where the NFL is more about traditional values and I think Chris Broussard said this perfectly when athletes speak out and we agree with them we're like hell yeah keep doing that because I agree with it but the moment you don't agree with them now you wish they would just shut up and play sports and that's a high wire act and at the end of the day the NFL is steeped more in traditional you know, family type politics, which is more conservative, and that play because this whole thing, like we don't want politics and sports, is crazy. We throw flags out over the fields, we fly, you know, military planes over stadiums. It's crazy to say we don't do politics. Has always been part of sports, but now it's like you know they they say that some of this viewership being down is because of how deep he was in the Hillary camp, and I, I don't know that it's not true. I don't think it's the number one thing, but it probably plays a little bit of a factor. And you can make the argument that the NFL does not let their stars overrun their league the way the NBA has. And there's an argument being made that if you get your arms around this and you control your athletes more, ratings of your product actually will go up. I don't know. But it would be interesting to see if that were to happen. I didn't even mean to do this here, and I feel bad because we're going to stack politics on top of politics on you. And I, I just said yesterday, I've been trying to like find a way not to do this so much, but there is a huge story out here about Trump's tax returns. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with Tesla tickets as they play April 29th, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. You'll get some free tickets around 9.30. 
If you're car shopping and you need a loan, check out CSC Federal Credit Union. It's the bank I use, and it's because they're 100% local. What I like about their loan programs is no application or processing fees to find out where your credit's at and whether or not you can be approved for a loan. Want to pay the loan off early? No prepayment penalty for that either. That's awesome. And CSE can hook you up with a great low rate, terms available up to 84 months. And see, that will help you keep that payment down. Easy to pay. That way you don't got to worry about it. Check out more info via their website, csefcu.com. Again, join us Friday morning as we broadcast live Tilt to Kilt 6 to 10. Kick off St. Patrick's Day bright and early with you. And uh, Tilt to Kilt going to do some breakfast specials for you. Green beer. First 100 people through the door get a pint glass. Move in the party then at noon. Be at the Canton Brewing Company noon to 2. Like that one. That's uh, that's stumble distance. Now, here's the deal. If I crawl home on my hands and knees, is that a problem? Like, if I stop at the crosswalks and I wait for the little white dude in the box before I go across, like, cars and stuff, are you allowed to hands and knees at home? I don't think you are. Um, we got friends on the CPD. I think we'll be okay. Lamar, I need a ride, buddy. Dude, you can would, cuff me. He would not give you a ride. He would stand there and laugh at you. I, he might cuff me just for fun. I think. He probably would laugh. It's going to be a good time Friday. I'm Friday excited. is going to be a good time. All day getting you hooked up with Rock on the Range tickets as well. It's going to be awesome. All right. I, uh, I'm i hesitant to do this. Okay? okay. And, uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about this over the last, you know, week or so. It's a high wire act while talking about Donald Trump and, you know, the presidency, you know, you know the presidency and the politics and all that stuff. It's a high wire act right now. Always has been, but now more than ever. It dude. feels more dangerous than ever before. It does in this line of work. Um, you've heard the rumors about Jimmy Fallon. They, you know, NBC's kind of pressuring him. You know, do more of this because Colbert's numbers seem to be going in the right direction. And you know, Jimmy's really not that guy. And I kind of got his back. I said, ah, you got to let your talent be who they are. And, yeah. But there, but, but there might be a way for you know. I mean, he's not necessarily adverse to like. A quip here and there. So maybe a jab here and there in the monologue, this and that. I can maybe see, you know, putting some stuff in there. I get it. I I understand his thought of, I'll just stick to what I'm good at. And, dude, if I just do carpool karaoke and it'll be funny and everybody will laugh. I got Alicia Keys singing, you know, the ABC's Adele style and it's all over the internet. Why do you want me talking about Trump? But at the same time, I mean, you do have to remain topical. You do have to remain relevant. And any show that just ignores it, you're just sticking your head in the sand. You can't do that. Right. So it's a high wire act. But Rachel Maddow, who is like MSNBC's like cash cow, I would imagine, right? I can't think of a bigger talent they have than her right now. Uh, no, as far as like the face of the franchise goes. It's That's her. their brand. Yeah. They love her. And, you know, she again, because she's very opinionated and you know what her opinion is and she's out so far out on one side, people either like her, hate her and welcome to broadcasting kind of how this business has always been. If you can really? push the needle, really? you get to keep your job. Even if you say things that you don't necessarily mean, you're just saying them because you know they push the needle, you can, you can, do, you can make a career out of that? Nancy Grace has been doing it for God, a decade. should try that sometime. Welcome to it. All right. So she got ta- uh, you know, Trump's tax returns. And so now I'm reading like a post-game wrap-up from the Chicago Tribune about it. Okay. And what they say here is that Trump paid $38 million in federal taxes in 2005. On an income of one hundred and fifty three million. Okay. And reported hundred and five million write down in business losses. He paid an effective tax rate of twenty five percent 
And Chicago Tribune then goes on to say he saves millions of dollars in additional taxes by claiming losses. Welcome to being rich in America and owning businesses. Right. That's not necessarily a Trump problem. If you want to make the bigger argument of the system is screwed, that's fine. Yeah, but, but this isn't just, a him thing. Right, he's just taking it. You're, he's taking advantage of what's in front of him. wasn't I'm, in I'm power okay then. It was just taking advantage of laws that rich dudes can take advantage of. And I'm not going to like rape him, you know, rake him over the coals for that because I'll be honest, I probably would have done that too. Well, of course, of course. And like I said, but that's a gripe against the system, not against him. Not against him. Right. Trump paid $36.5 million in income tax, which is uh, of which about $31 million was in the form of alternative minimum tax. That's a supplemental tax designed to cut down on uh, filers with excessive deductions. He paid a million and a half in Medicare and Social Security taxes Trump did in 2005. Again, Rachel Maddow uh, obtained his, uh, his tax returns and then released them last night via live television on her program couple things going on there um first of all i don't know if it's necessarily a legal move that she did obviously the lawyers at msnbc said yeah you can go ahead and do yeah, this but do the lawyers today know um you know what i mean right. like i mean do business do people are getting less qualified for every job in america you can't tell me that hasn't happened with lawyers of course but i'm just i'm not going to make the assumption that msnbc didn't look into this i i'm not the first one to think that thought you did know they what i mean clear it with lawyers before going on the air i would assume so i'm going i mean they're, they're not going because to, that's what you would do they're not going to not do it somebody along the line at msnbc had the same thought process i did of like dude we better make sure we can legally do this okay i would agree that that's probably what happened happened and it probably did but could it also be that those people were afraid to question rachel maddow out of fear of losing their jobs too i'm I'm saying i don't know this is a higher up than rachel maddow problem this is this is something that her boss had to deal with this wasn't her call this was this was her boss i think there are times much like bill o'reilly where dude at the end of the day in a heated conversation you're gonna outrank your boss so maybe i don't know I've heard yeah. people call it a felony this morning. It seems crazy for her to walk into a felony, and right. I don't know if it is or not. But it seems crazy to walk into doing that. And the second thing that kind of makes me scratch my head is like, Rachel Maddow got this? Like, I mean, she's not at the end of the day like a true to the heart reporter. It's not like she's out there, you know, wearing the press cap, she's an beating, op-ed. beating the streets or anything like that. So it's not. I, I, I would we just, don't have any more of those. I would just like to know where she got this from. Like, what source leaked this? What? How did this happen? And the thing I'm really kind of thinking that did happen here is I think this was a Trump plan thing. I think this was them saying, "All right, hey, if we leak this, this will swing momentum back on our side." This will make us look like, hey, you know, we, you know, Trump paid taxes. All you guys, you know, stop talking about Russia. Here's this. I think this is totally a sleight of hand. Could be. I wouldn't put it past them because here's what the, here's what it did not show. It did not show any ties to Russia whatsoever. It showed that he paid a pretty high tax rate for the money he made. And it also dis, you know, debunked this whole, he won't show it to you because he didn't pay any federal taxes during that time. Remember, that was Hillary's whole thing. And. Well, yeah, he did. Well, I mean... I mean, that was the whole thing. Remember when he said, that makes me smart, and everybody murdered him for it, and when in reality, it it would be true. It would kind of make him smart, but it turns out he did pay it. Well, in 2005, let's remember that, that this is one year out of his, you know, his his entire... Well, I mean, if you have that, I'm inclined to believe that's the way you ran your business every year. I don't know if I would necessarily sign off on that. 
Yeah, that's just because you're, you're hesitant because of who it is. Oh, come on. I'm giving him tons of credit. Dude. You this are is, giving this him credit. This is not a big deal. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Just because you're giving him credit doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be biased about what that opinion is. So one tax year tells your entire story? I'm not saying definitively, but I would say that I, I have no reason to, to, to disbelieve that. Any more than I did yesterday. Do you think that he releases more because of this? Like, all right, well, I got one out there. No. I think Trump, no, I don't think so. Unless unless he does it like this again. But he's not going to just open up now. He's not going to give you the win. He's tight-fisted. It's one of the things I'm not crazy Isn't about. is the win for him, though? If, if this is his tax returns and this is how it is, the win is for him. I mean, he's walking away the winner. I think you're, you're still dealing with a guy that doesn't want to feel like he's going to be pressured into doing what it is you want. And again, this is one of those things I'm not crazy about with him. So I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that I, I don't think he's going to do that because that's that's the perception in his head is that that will be a loss. And yeah, it is one year, 12 years ago. I will grant you that. And wouldn't if you were going to do this, wouldn't you pick? Hey, this is the one, dude. Look at this. It's all buttoned up. 2005. Yeah, but we don't wrong know good. he did it. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, yo, proof here. I'm just saying that it it, it doesn't disprove. Anything is, other than 2005. Yeah. I just... My guess is... I mean, dude, he's not... Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know his whole history. So I guess, I mean, you know, maybe he has been tried for tax fraud before. I mean, like, I don't know the whole history, his whole financial history. And I don't think anybody does. But I... To me... And I get why she did it, because she was the one that had him. And so everybody's eyeballs were going to be on, on your TV last night at 9 o'clock watching her for this. But now, removed from it the next day, this is a bad look for them. Because there's no damning info, and you've been ringing this bell forever, and you don't have anything. Um, If you're saying like it's damning against the left as a whole, maybe. But I don't think so against MSNBC. I think, if anything, this is like... Kind of flying in the in the face of like, oh, well, they're just crooked journalists. There wasn't anything. And she put the story out. If it was fake news and MSNBC's lying to mainstream media or the ma- to mainstream okay. America all the time, why didn't they lie about it? That's a decent argument. That's a decent argument. I, I think overall this is going to this is going to backfire a little bit for them. Because again, I think people go to MSNBC for the for the anti Trump thing, and when you read this, there's nothing to get upset about. And I think there's there's going to be and there are people who make the argument that this is how we won. Well, if 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 that's the thought is that well they're not being biased enough, then fine. But if at least from my perspective of somebody who wants unbiased news, I view it as a victory. You're saying MSNBC that's not, I, is up I, off the mat. You I, know? Where where I where I will go to with that though is is that nobody goes to Rachel Maddow for unbiased news. You go there for her bias. That's why you watch her. That's why the people who watch her watch her because you like her bias. So I don't think that that's just like one tax return 12 years ago, one show of doing the right of being right down the middle doesn't overturn a history of being on one side. Both those things have to exist as true in that conversation because they both are. I will grant you that one year, 12 years ago, people change over a decade. I'll give you all that. I'll give you all that. But again, we don't know he leaked this. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't like the idea that you could just get somebody's tax return right. sent to you and just go on the air with it. If somebody did that, like in this business, like we'll attack other people who do it and people will attack us. But if you were to throw my tax returns out there, I think there 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 should be something some legal, legal against that. Yeah. I agree like some guy, like with medical records, you're not allowed to just do that. 
Like, I would think financial records would be the same thing. But again, you're getting into a world I don't totally understand. Yeah, I think this is a non-issue. And honestly, it's like, well, we're talking about it. So it's obviously a thing. But it's a non-issue in the sense of... This doesn't make him like, oh, hey, he's the greatest president ever now. No. And it doesn't reinforce, it doesn't prove, you know, no no side walked away a real winner here. No. You just got non-information. eh. Right? Like, because I'll admit, and I'm not a Trump hater. I didn't vote for him, but I'm not a Trump hater. But because they've turned this into big time wrestling, I, when it wasn't, when I read it and it wasn't big time wrestling, I was like, eh, all right. Well, if there's no dead body in this, then what is she doing? Right, and I saw the picture last night of Geraldo going into uh, Al Capone's vault, nothing there, and that's exactly what it felt like last night. That's a great analogy of that. Yeah, whoever did that, they're right. That That is how that feels. Probably Geraldo. I, I am, I, yeah, it probably was. I am a lazy person. Yeah, you are. I will admit this, okay? But our laziness is hitting an all-time high, and it's gotten to the point now where it's flat-out disrespectful. We have to stop the laziness, disrespectful problem in America. We're going to start to do that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Head over there, check out the Sansbury Show section. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. You can check out uh, little video footage from Season 7 of Game of Thrones. You know I'm a huge fan. That's up there for you. Also, a little kid uh, doing a Metallica cover, which was really good. And a spoiled-ass celebrity, Justin Bieber, mistreating his fans. That, that was disgusting when I watched that. He told a fan she makes him sick because she wanted to take a photo with him. Now, look, I get that it's probably, you know, you can get so famous where it's like, oh, my God, this again. But at the end of the day, that's the price for the ride. Yeah. You wanted the mansions. You wanted the Ferraris. You wanted all this stuff, right? And so now you got it. But the price of that stuff is selfies. And you know what? That's a small price to pay. Now, I always say I understand why a celebrity ends up punching a TMZ camera, right? Because those dudes are kind of shady and they're kind of like out to find you doing stuff so they can exploit you and then kind of actually ruin your career and make money off of it and this and that. So I understand why celebrities like punch dudes like that and get mad at like paparazzi. Totally get it. But when it's your fan, when it's somebody who bought a ticket, when it's somebody who bought an album, you got to... You gotta give them the minute. Like, yeah, but now I will say I know what the what the flip side of the coin is is that you know people can be disrespectful about how they go about it. I get it. It's still the price of admission is on you. It is. I, I it sucks and it's unfair. But everybody's got something about their job that's unfair. Of course. Um, but just because you Most bought of, a ticket or bought an album doesn't give you a, a free pass to treat a celebrity like how how you feel like again. it. And she wasn't. It's not like this was just like this wasn't like a screaming fan at a show. This woman was kind of harassing him. I don't know. If, I don't know if the appropriate measure here was to say you make me sick. Look but, at yourself right now. I mean, like, right. dude. I mean, he's exploiting that. I mean, no. Nah, that's not the right word, but he's like, he's shaming her because he can, because he's rich and he knows, ah, I could throw one fan overboard, doesn't matter. And you got to be careful about that, it, especially in the YouTube world, in, in the, you know, here's the Facebook Live world, you got to be careful of it. I, I agree, she doesn't go about it great, but at the end of the day, it was her daughter just wanted a picture with her favorite star and they happened to catch you, like, walking down the street. Like, to be a little bit of a human, maybe, uh, you know, say, you know what, I... Can I not take a photo? Let me just sign this for you. Something, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. And look, everybody's human. You're going to catch celebrities on a bad day, okay? I just, 
I, I would tell this dude who's been out there on the apology tour for a while that this is not the best look for you is all. I get that it's going to happen occasionally. And like I said, you punch a TMZ camera, totally get it. Totally get it. Because we deal with this a little bit. You know what I mean? People want to talk to you a couple of minutes here or there. But, you know, obviously not on the Bieber level. So I can understand paparazzi. Like, I understand punching them dudes. But, like, when it's your fan, you, you got you to gotta remember, dude, once upon a time, you were that dude begging Usher to get your song played on the radio. You know what I mean? You're never that far removed from that guy. And you always have to remember that a little bit. Otherwise, dude, your brand's going to suffer a hit at some point. Like, at some point, you will suffer. It might not be today. Might be, you know, might not be tomorrow. But the world will humble you at some point. I have a story here that I can't believe we got to do. And I like laziness. I'm a fan. Wake up Saturday, put the sweatpants on, not do nothing, just lay around, watch you know TNT all day. I'm all about it. Done it a million times. Probably going to go home and do it today. But at some point, laziness becomes disrespectful. And at some point, laziness becomes lowering of our standards. And we got to be careful not to go too far. I'm all about convenience. I like convenience. I just bought a brand new, well, you know, a brand new car to me. Again, thank you, Wake Amato. I just bought a new car. And part of that was is that I like convenience. I like knowing that it's going to start. I like knowing that it's, you know, going to, you know, get down the road. And I like some of the amenities in the car, right? I like having a digital dashboard. I like having, you know, you know this kind of stuff, you know, information, new buttons, gadgets, that kind of stuff. I like convenience. So I get it. But you got to be careful that you never go too far. And some of you are going to think I'm making too much out of this, but I don't think so. Here's what's happening. A guy, I believe this is Memphis, has bought an old bank. Okay. Now, you know, at the bank, you can go into the building or you can like use their drive through lanes and you can, you know, either use the ATM or you can still deal with the teller. And they have that cool thing that your kid loves where you put the check in there and then it shoots through the tubes. Everybody loves that thing when you're a kid. Right. But it's got the window there so you can see the bank teller. Right. So the guy bought the bank and he's not because, you know, it was foreclosed on or whatever, which is kind of funny if you think about it, that a bank's building was foreclosed on. And so he bought it, wants to put a new business in into the building. Totally understand it. Welcome to it. You know, this is America. I believe in capitalism. Buy a building. Do what you want. But he's going to use this window in a hollowed out bank to benefit his funeral business. And what he's going to do is he's going to put your loved one in a casket, open it up, and do drive-through viewings for people. Now, this feels wrong to me. It feels disrespectful to me. It does. Like, because what you're not thinking of right now is eventually what this is, is 200 cars lined up, people waiting to see it, and you're in your car, you're no longer in the church, you're no longer in the house of God. So you don't feel like, if I don't act appropriately right now, I'm going to be sent to hell. You don't have some of that. And so what's going to happen now is you're going to have idiot fat Americans laying in line on the horn being an idiot because you're taking too long at the viewing. And do you care about the dead person if you won't even park your car, get dressed appropriately, and walk into walk into the proper place to do this, whether it be the funeral home, the church, or wherever Am I making too much out of this? No, I mean, it's certainly, I'm trying to come up with, like, when is this right? Like, in what in what situation would this be right? I mean, 
I know, you know, obviously a funeral, you, you're, you're imagining a lot of older people. So maybe people who don't have, you know, mobility or that have mobility issues or something like that. But I mean, we're getting into a very, you know, niche audience. Right, there. right, right, right. You're I mean, looking to make that a thing. Right. So, I mean, if that's if that's how far I have to stretch to come up with something where it's like, well, maybe that makes sense. Because let's be real. There's a million re- or, uh, situations where a drive through makes sense. Food makes all the sense in the world. Dude, yes. you're on the go. You got things to do. Pharmacy. Dude, you don't want to get out of the car. You're sick. You got the kids in the back seat. It's a whole deal to get them out. I get it. But I can't come up with a reason why a funeral would be okay. Like why a viewing would be okay. Also, I, I can't. isn't part of this process is so you can shake the hands of the family members and show them that you care. And then it's that um, awkward thing where people are trying to console you and you end up consoling them because nobody knows what to say. There is part of that. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of that, and I, I, I mean, I guess to some people, maybe it's just not a part that's important. Maybe it's not a part that you feel like you necessarily need. Okay, that's fair, but it would be important to me. But, and I, I guess that's really where a lot of this is coming into is like it's all kind of where your line is of how how personal you want this to be. I mean, I'm sure there's some my people- line is I want it more personal than a drive-through viewing of hollowing out an old bank and using the window so people can look at a dead body. I'm sure there's some people who are like, dude, I just want this day to be over. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to make this. Yeah, a big just deal. put the body up there and just swing by. Dad wasn't Dad wasn't big into into big crowds and making a big fuss over him. And we don't want to make that. You know, we don't want to go against his wishes. I mean, listen, dude, I'm stretching. I'm I'm fully admitting that. I mean, um, it's still a big crowd. It's just single file. But it's just it's just all a matter of where your line is. And yes, I agree. My line is well before a drive through viewing at a funeral. I just think what ends up happening because you're in your car and you're not in the house of God or a funeral home, you don't feel like you're being judged on that kind of level, eventually this is going to turn into people just being awful to one another because you're taking too long. Because we're just, that's who we are. And if that isn't who we were, this wouldn't even be an option. If we weren't those people, you couldn't do a drive-through viewing. That To me, I got to be honest with you. Having family members who have died, you know, be it children and a parent, I got to be honest with you. Had it been my niece that has passed away or my uh, or my dad, if you people were just driving by and like phoning that in, I would, you know, my feeling on it would have been just don't come at all. If you can't be bothered to come in here, if you can't be bothered to, to, to do this the right way, then just don't even do it because you don't really care at the end of the day. Next up, Fantone, I have a story that I am praying is true. I'm not sure it is. I think we might be... be uh, somebody's trying to pull a fast one on us via the internet, but I hope this story is true. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Coming up at 930, we'll get you hooked up with those Tesla tickets. They're playing April 29th, Hard Rock Roxino. Northfield Park there, 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll need on those. Find us online, wrqk.com. You know, we were uh, before the break talking about a drive through funeral home where this guy bought a bank and he's going to use like the teller window and like you just drive through and like look at it and and i find it to be disrespectful but uh a young woman who listens to us mallory said she goes i had to do a report on this for school last year i'm a mortician i was like oh my god like so apparently got to be doing the job more well i mean i've always been really intrigued by that line of work and uh 
but if she had to do a report on this, it's because not only one dude in Memphis is doing this, a lot of people are looking at doing this. Maybe this is for high-profile funerals. You know what I'm saying? If you've got, you know, a thousand people coming, maybe it's impractical to, to you know... It, it, okay, I will say that when my dad died, he was a he was a pretty big figure in the city of, you know, Aurora and then surrounding city, Solon, you know, Twinsburg and that whole thing. When he died, we did, we had to carpool people from the church to other parking lots to park and, like, it was, I mean, it was thousands of people now, that were now at make that. him Elvis. You know what I'm saying? Now make him. Now make him. Uh, you know Tom Brady. Yeah, but those are closed, right? Like you and I well, don't get to go to Tom Brady's. But funeral. I mean, but you could have if if that was the case. If you um, were like, oh well, hey, this is a way we could do that like and I charge said, people to go. Oh, no, we're God. not charging. Oh, people. you don't think so, dude? If that's what you know, then why would they? What do they care if you get to see the body for? They're gonna, <laughs> dude. They charge you to go to Graceland. They're gonna charge you to see the body because you made you made this person who he is. He loved his fans. He loved his, you know, and he'd want you to be. Ten here minutes ago, you're telling this. me Bieber's allowed to yell at fans, and well, now, now all of a sudden, now they have the right. To see your dead body. I'm not saying Bieber. I'm saying somebody else. I'm saying another high I don't buy it. Case. I have a story here that I don't think is true. Okay. Okay. All I right. think this is something that people pass around the internet was like, how dumb do we think people are? Fake news. I think this is fake okay. news because I've only seen it at one site and it's called shiftinglanes.com and that mm. doesn't even sound like something I would trust for anything. Pretty reputable. Sounds right to me. And the photos look obviously photoshopped, but what okay. an awesome idea this is. What is it? And this is, they have the snowplow trucks. And again, it's snowing like crazy again today, mm-hmm. I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I got to give this area credit. I, I've been reading, you know, posts for the last couple of days from, you know, you know, I'm friends with people, you know, on Facebook and all this stuff from all, you know, areas of Ohio. And people have been bitching about their drive. I got to tell you, who's ever taken care of 77 the last two days? I don't know who does that here, but I got to be honest with you. My drive in in the morning has been really good both these days with all this snow. They're doing a good job of keeping these, you know, streets clean down here. When you uh, when you come in early, like when you come into work before 5 a.m., you're usually in a in a wasteland that nobody's hit any streets. But yeah, it's been pretty decent. I mean, Tusk kind of sucked this morning for me, but a 77 is good. That's all you can really ask when for. When the freeway's clear, right. I don't care so much about side street because, you know what I mean, you can go a little slower there. This and that. A clear freeway keeps people moving. Right. Next thing you know, you're getting to work on time. Right. So there's, this is all about snow plows. And apparently they say, who is this, Boston, where Pornhub has decided that they're going to Plow the streets of Boston for free. What? Yeah, Wait, listen. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> born up. Gonna pl- they're gonna plow they're some gonna stuff. Plow it. And all they're going to do is take their logo, which is not very porn based. It just says porn and then hub. Everyone knows what the Pornhub logo looks like. You don't have to explain it. Every dude knows exactly what you're talking. Some about. Some dudes use spank wire. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, what, what you want me to yeah, say? but then you watch all the spank wire and you're like, oh, I go over next hamster. And then you, you masturbate too much there and you're like, you know what? Back to Pornhub, it is. How many windows I need open? <laughs> Find the right video. But anyway, and so what it is is that they on the side of the truck, you know how like you know people advertise businesses. Right. It says Pornhub, and then on the front of the snowplow itself they have Pornhub written in there okay this looks pretty photoshopped okay. I, I i know i i would think that this is not true i would think boston would know like a city that big would be like we can't just have the word porn plowing or 
and again, plowing our streets. You know what I mean? And if it were true, I would imagine major news outlets would have picked this up by now and been like, why is porn up plowing the streets of Boston? Yeah, yeah right? I'm going to agree with you here. But I will say, um, you know, one of the two things that, you know, if you talk to a, a, a mayor or if you talk to a city council person or anybody that's involved in, in local politics, the two complaints people always make are potholes. Number, number one, potholes. Number two, snow on the streets. Like those are the those are the you know the world. I would have guessed trash pickup. But the okay. world could be on fire and people are sitting there bitching about those two things. And obviously, you know, the snow on the streets. It, 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 snow on the streets equals construction in the summer. So those you know as that combination there. Um, so if you had an opportunity to lighten the load of your you know your plow guys or not even your plow guys but at least the budget of your plowing system i would think maybe as a as a yeah but you'd go to hanks automotive maybe you but, I mean? but hanks automotive doesn't have pornhub money you know what i'm saying and pepsi doesn't want to do it if pornhub wants to do it and pornhub wants to kick the money out to you i feel like you would take it this is one of those times in life where people would not forgive you for making the money to ease them on their tax. It's going to come down to their kids. But why I like this is what a great opportunity. And if you own, honestly, a company that does this, you'd be almost crazy not to explore the option of advertising on your plow. Now, once you get too much snow in there, you're not going to be able to see stuff. But when it's just like when those guys are out there like this morning, it wouldn't have covered up any of those signs on the front of that. And I got to be honest with you, I would totally, totally be into the show's logo being on a plow in front of there. You start equating your program with the fact that the of snow being taken out of people's lives. I think it's good. Yeah. I would be do radio stations could do well by advertising that way. But then there's the flip side of associating like, oh my god, ODOT is just dropping the ball today. These idiots are associated with Pepsi now. Stansbury's giving them money. Right, right, right. So All I right. mean you've got you've got it both ways there. Obviously, I don't believe that Pornhub is plowing the streets Plowed of Boston. It. And uh, but but I do think that's a that, that's a funny idea. And if I was a local business, and again, I shouldn't be telling you this because what you should be doing is advertising here is what you should be doing. And everybody knows there's a reason. You know, somebody made this point yesterday. You know, there's a reason why Super Bowl commercials cost what they do. It's because they work. Advertising does work. You know what I mean? There's a reason why radio still exists. There's a reason why, you know, people like I, you know, uh, myself and Phantom still have jobs. It's because advertising absolutely 100% works. But is the boss listening? What's going on? Right I just picked up a couple of more endorsements, man. You know what I mean? I just got in bed with a bunch of you know with a bunch of companies. It works. I'm good at it. I can deliver it. Right? They call me the postman. Right to their fingertips, I'll give it to them. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely. I would totally want the show's logo plastered all over the front end of a of a snowplow. I would love that. Yeah, dude, have everybody saying that. Stands where he's plowing the streets of Canton. I love that. Yeah, let's get on that. We should do that next year. All right, I, uh, I'm going to get back up on my hill on how technology is bad. Okay, because Facebook is doing something, and I'm just telling you, I'm starting to get a little creeped out about the power these people have and the capabilities of some of this stuff. It's starting to freak me out a little, and I think it might scare you too, so we'll, go, we'll get you all informed next. Hang on. It is Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seeing. Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you. 
you. Now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. Um. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This Friday is St. Patrick's Day. We're starting the morning off bright and early, 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kill. Going to broadcast live there, 6 to 10. First 100 people through the door get a Sandsbury Show pint glass. I'm also bringing the rest of the Sandsbury Show stickers out with us as well, so we'll pass out the rest of those that day. And going to get you hooked up with Rock on the Range tickets. I want to thank uh, the Tilted Kilt, Millersburg Brewing Company. And again, from noon to two then that day, we will be out at the Canton Brewing Company. And that's going to be fun. All those things are great. There's no question about it. But I feel like you're burying the lead a little bit here, dude. Which is? Tilted Kilt Girls at 6 a.m. Yeah, I've been trying not to be pervy about that until Friday. Ah, dude, you got nah. you got a standard to live up to. I don't what what I don't want to do is show up there 6 a.m. to a locked door. Just Stanley, <laughs> look at his lips. We're not letting you in because you because you keep <laughs> you know ogling our uh, ogling our broads. Can't have it. So yeah, God gonna... knows the Tilted Kilt doesn't want that. I uh, I've uh, I've been holding off on that until uh, Friday itself. I gotta be honest with you, a little take home from the Tilted Kill does sound like a good way to spend Friday night, though. I gotta be honest with you. That does. I wonder what their takeout menu is gonna look like. We'll also get you hooked up with Rock on the Range tickets. Today, however, you're getting Tesla tickets. That's 930-1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. So I unfairly put this on Facebook, okay? Okay. Um, But I am worried about some of this technology and the powers of it. Okay. I understand that convenience is going to be part of our life. I talked about this a little earlier on the program. I like convenience. I like a microwave, right? I like food being heated up faster. I, you know, I bought a new car because I like amenities. I like, you know, I like convenience. You know what I mean? I like being able to get to work. I like all that. I think convenience is one of the driving factors of life. Um, Cheapness and convenience, I feel like, are the two things that humans are always like, yeah, dude, sure, it's cheap. All right, it's convenient. Yeah, because essentially what that is is less complicated. And it's the path of least resistance there. And so I understand convenience, but you got to be careful because I have long said uh, that, especially in America, this is probably true around the world too, but especially in America, it feels to me as if what we have done is traded quality of life for cool things. And I think that there are, you know, instances of that. And, uh, I mean, that's going to just be part of evolution. Yeah, it's a technology. You're not going to make it go backwards. There's a part of me that agrees with you, but there's a part of me that feels the exact opposite. And and by that, I mean, like, me as barely a lower middle class person. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lower middle class person. He's not even like <laughs> As a lower middle class person, I have technologies and I have, I have conveniences available to me that the richest man in the world didn't have 100 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So there is... Some would say... His quality of life was still better. I guess if you want to get into it, but at the end of the day, I've got antibiotics and I'm living longer and I have a more productive, healthy yeah, life. Yeah, when you start talking like, medicine, yes, I, you know what I mean. But you, and you, again, dude, I'm not saying I want to go back to 1800, right? I'm just saying that there is a line in which you can cross to where you give up quality of life for cool things. It happens. It's it, it's going to continue to happen, and it's happening again. And this time it's starting to get real scary, especially with the power of this technology. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I was giving anything up for a Walkman. Right. But this kind of technology now, I feel like I'm giving up things. Well, yeah, you didn't sign anything for a Walkman. There was no terms and conditions to a Walkman. It was just, here Put you go. Put a tape in here, right. listen to Whitesnake. Right. That's about as far as that had to go, right? And we're going to get into technology in the bedroom, actually, later at 9 o'clock. And I want to put the kibosh on that, too. Put a pin in that. We'll revisit later at 9. But I saw this, and I can't think that this is a real good idea. Okay. But of course we were going to get here. Let me make sure I have this right. There's a new app being developed by a British entrepreneur, Jack Kenyon. 
and it's called FaceZam. And what they want to do is, and if you know about apps, you, you, you probably know what this is, FaceZam wants to become the Shazam of faces. Now, if you don't know what Shazam is, it's an app on your phone. You hear a song, maybe in your car or wherever, maybe in the club or whatever. You press that button, and it tells you who's singing that song, what album you can buy. You can stream it right there, buy it right there, whatever. It's kind of like it says it's a listening device, and it tells you what you're listening to. Really useful, too. I, I genuinely, because how many times have you heard a song, and you're like, uh, either, hey, oh, what is that song? What is that? I wish I knew what that was. Or, you know, there's a, a week ago, times. that was true, but my 2013 Honda Accord that I got at Wakeham Auto tells me what song I'm listening to on the radio as I'm driving it. Well, even if you're Shazam, like, I don't need you. Thank you, Wake Auto. <laughs> Even if you're like, you know, in a grocery store or a baseball game or yeah, something no, there like are that, uses you know? for it. There are uses for Shazam. I used to, honestly, I used it a lot five, six years ago when there wasn't as much of this stuff as there is now. But what this guy wants to do is, if you're walking down the street and you see somebody you think is attractive, you can snap a photo of them, run it through their app, and it will pull up their Facebook profile, given the fact that everybody uploads photos of themselves. This is now like yeah, face matching technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, welcome to it. Right. Welcome to it. Casinos have been using this kind of stuff for a while. Everybody's, you know. So now, what do I always say? This technology, when you give it to the military and th- things like that, is awesome. But when you start putting it in the hands of common people, and we can use it the way, like, isn't this essentially just making stalking of people that much easier? Yeah. I mean, yes. You know, you obviously. When you go out into the world, I mean, you're not consenting to being viewed in the sense of like, but you are like when you're in public, you can't get mad at somebody for taking a picture of a street and you being in that. Picture. I heard once and this was five years ago, so I'm sure the numbers way up now, but I had heard five years ago, I believe it was that at any given time you're on 37 cameras a day without knowing. It. Right. And I mean, that too is that you're walking in front of cameras all the time, but that's not the same being as like, used for this use. It's, and it's not the same as being identified. If all of those, if all of those stores that had a security camera outside were using those security cameras to recognize who you were, you know, figure out your buying patterns, try to do that. I'd have an issue with that, but they're using it for security. They're using it for, so... There's yeah. been a couple. Now, here's the thing. I just think there's a, there's such an open door for abuse of technology in this app here. For sure. There's been like five times in the last couple of months where I've been like walking through Canton and I've seen a woman and I'm like, damn, is that woman attractive? Like, I wish I knew who that was. I wonder what she does. I wonder who that person is. And you're curious about them. And you might spend a few minutes later in the day when you're back at the office going, oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder who that is. I wonder what she might be like. But to be able to pull up all that information now at the push of a button is a little freaky. And and it feels very invasive. And let's be real. This isn't exclusively just for people that you find attractive. There's a ton of ways to victimize people in this. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a million different ways where, you, you know, you Some can... Some people have that their info and they shouldn't, but kind of open. And they're, they, they have their phone number in their Facebook profile. They have their address in their Facebook profile. They have all kind of... I mean, how much stuff does it really take you to start being able to, like... Steal people's identity. Not right. much. Right. Not right. much. I mean, and think about this um, with kids and the way you'd be able to oh, even gullible brutal. people, even gullible people, but kids, the way you'd be able to exploit their trust. You know, you take a picture Learn of this about kid, them. You know, hey, oh, hey, yeah, your mom told me I'm a friend of your Uncle Steve and don't worry about this. And I mean, that's, dude, that's oh, an I easy Oh, I didn't even go right there. Back. I was just thinking of creepy dudes trying to like pick up oh, chicks. Huge part of it. Huge part of it. But you start putting it in other criminal avenues. And I guess yeah, that kind of shows you who I am. That's, dude, that's a that's a dangerous place to be. That I mean, I don't, I don't know what the answer to this is. Is like, well, no, we can't do it. But I, 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 you're right. This is this is an uncomfortable thing. It's going to lead to violence in the street. I think. 
I really do. At some point, you ever been taking a picture of something in a bar or something and somebody thinks you're taking a photo of them and you could tell on their face they're starting to get a little weird about it? I'm telling you, the more of these kind of apps where it's like, yeah, take a picture and find out if that, find out if the guy next to you on the subway is a serial killer. Take a picture of him and put it through our app. I'm telling you, people are going to get punched. They're going to get shot. They're going to get shanked in the street. It, dude, I'm telling you, this is eventually going to be really bad. And, you know, I don't... <laughs> I, I want to agree with you that there are going to be examples of this, but as a whole, we're already putting all that information out there on Facebook. We've already got Tinder downloaded to but our phones. You, We've already got, yeah, but we're, but we're doing these with, with zero thought. I'm listening. I, I but know, you pick who you interact with. Um, a lot of people just have a public Facebook or a public Twitter or whatever the case might be. I, I'm, I'm not But you don't know to look for them. It, it, this, is, it, this is a very different thing, especially think about when you travel. And stuff like that. You would never be friends with that person. You would never know that. You still person. got your Tinder going. You know what I mean? And I know that's not like, dude, a conversation over. But like, I think we. No, as, not everybody's on Tinder. We as a people are so much more blase about what we're willing to put out there. And, you know, the old joke of. Okay, well, again, I think that's one, a, a whole other reason to be talking about this and be concerned about it. Because at the end of the day, we have. We've gone from being the people that hide our diaries in between our mattresses and hope nobody finds out what's going on in the back of our brain to having Twitter accounts and going, you better hear what's in my brain right now and all it's done honestly over the last 15 years is expose how ugly and awful the human race is that's all it's done and this is going to continue down that path and we got to get our arms around this otherwise we're going to give up everything we love about being american which is living kind of freely and not having people invade in what it is you want to do and technology that's all it's doing it's it's all it's all it's doing. This is making us worse. And eventually, these things start with good intentions. And then what happens? A human being gets its hands on it, and most of human beings are awful. And then it ends up getting exploited for ways to hurt us, not help us. Welcome to planet Earth. It's a disgusting place. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. It's done. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. And I am the kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with, and you can do so Friday as we broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt starting at 6 a.m. Be out there 6 to 10, then noon to 2 at the Canton Brewing Company. We'll have Rock on the Range tickets for you as well. It's going to be a good day, St. Patrick's Day. I love yeah. when that's on a Friday. Yeah. I will admit that for a little while, for there, was, there, there was a stretch where St. Patrick's Day kind of bummed me out because when I was working in promotions at radio stations, like you didn't drink, you didn't party, you just had to like carry all the heavy equipment around so morning shows could do their thing. And it was... Everybody else is drunk around you and screaming at you and like, yelling at you about the prizing and stuff. And so, like, it kind of turned me off to it. But I'm actually looking forward to it. Friday, be able to party, have a good time. I like it. You, you still have to carry all the stuff, dude. <laughs> I don't know who you think's going to be well, carrying yeah, the stuff. If it's not me and you, who's going to be carrying it? That's fair. We don't have any staff. Go on. Go on. It's fair. All right. All right, yeah, I'm back to hating Irish songs. <laughs> Do you have something green to wear? What are you wearing green? You Here's got? the thing, dude. I got my what are you fr- wearing? Honestly, I was going to wear my Freddy the Frog shirt because that's green. Okay. And uh, I, anytime I can pay homage to the, to those who came before me at this right. radio station, I'd like to be able to do that. Right. And uh, I loved Freddy. And uh, he was a big fan of the program. Yeah, and so that, man. That feels like, the, yeah, absolutely. That feels like the right thing to do. But your boy might be a little pudgy for it. Ah. I, dude, I have packed on some weight since he gave me that. Pushing the limits of the Freddy the Frog shirt. That yeah. stands very Yeah, good. that lily pad might have to get a little bigger there. Right? <laughs> uh, dude, your boy is uh, dude, I'm a little plump. But I, if at all possible, I actually did not. I like I, I changed the way I ate last night because I was like, dude, you got to slim down. You got a few days, man. 
It's gonna yeah, be an, it's, yeah, it's Tuesday. No, it's dude, I'm gonna junior. I'm gonna junior year girl it, where I'm just gonna eat cupcakes and throw them up in the bathroom. I'm fine, mom. You know, somebody's gonna attack me on Twitter. You know, eating disorders are very serious, and you just made light of it. So before you're all out in the street demanding I be fired, let's move forward. All right. I have a, I have a study here from a professor of psychology at Indiana University that backs up what I have thought about my life forever. All right. I've been suspicious of this, and I have proof of it now. All right. This woman and I are very similar. She has decided that she is going to dedicate her life solely to profession. Okay. okay. She's going to forego the... Husband kid thing. Maybe would be into like a partner and like I I think she's been dating the same guy forever or whatever. But she doesn't want children essentially, is her thing. You know, I think the I think the concept of the American dream has changed for a lot of people. And and while yeah, it's for the most part true of like, well, a husband, a wife, and two point five kids and a picket fence, and not always gonna be what makes people happy anymore. So she decided she doesn't want to do it. Good for her. And for years she was told what I was told. Oh, you'll change your mind. Oh, you'll get older and you'll start to look at your life different and you'll realize that you're incomplete without children. Now, the only reason I'll say her with that might be the case over you is that your testicles aren't drying up. You know what I mean? Like you've got unlimited shots in there where she's got a a set place. Yeah, men and women are different. Different there. And honestly, men are less known to have a biological clock that kind of tells them, you know, spit a kid out. Right. At least that's what we're told. But she's kind of always been in, you know, people told her her entire life, you know, you're going to change your mind, you're going to change your mind. And so now she claims, well, now I'm 40. And now it's not that I'm going to change my mind. Now her friends, family, coworkers are now willing to say to her face, you're selfish. How dare you make your life about you? Even though the definition of it is your life. Right? So how dare it be about me? Well, it's mine. So it's going to be about me a little. It's going to be about me a little. Uh, now, yes. Yeah, because I could I could apply that logic to heroin addicts. And, well, I'm going to do whatever makes me happy. But, yeah, I mean, this is obviously something that it's your life. Me you not having children doesn't harm me, doesn't right. harm my neighbor. That makes those two things wildly different. And I think it's a little offensive to look at people in the face just because they're not doing what you do and tell them that they're selfish. Especially Agreed. when it comes to the fact that, dude, more human beings make things harder. It just makes things harder, right? So now she was like, you know what? I want to do a study on this. I'm an intelligent woman. I'm a professor at a university. I'm going to put a study in the field. We're going to try to figure this out. So she grabbed college kids. And you gotta, and I will weigh that in here, all right? Because your views change as you age. You know what I mean? Everybody wants free love, all this stuff. And let's be nice to everybody when you're 22. Sounds great. Come back at me when you're 40 and you're going to be like, you know what, dude? Other people are the worst. I'm worried about me and my family. And that's just the way it goes. It's just the way it is. It happens to everybody. Happened to me. It's going to happen to you too. And so she put a study in the field and she wanted to look at how people looked at and perceived childless adults. And they... It's a very small study. I will grant you that. Everybody always wants to know the math. It was about 400 college kids. Okay? She has this to say at the end of the study. Our data suggests that not having children is seen not only as atypical or surprising, but also, and here's a big one, morally wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I, atypical, sure. A little atypical, surprising. A, a, atypical yeah. is a reality. Right. And it's surprising, yeah, dude. If I, if I meet a 40-year-old and they don't have a kid, that is a little surprising to me where I'm like, oh. Oh, I think, most of you have that. I, I think I think you meet a 22-year-old anymore. Right, right. I was going to say, at my age, at 33, I think most people are like, oh, you don't have a kid? Morally wrong. Yeah, that's where you get hung up. And I'm going to be one of these people, right? Because... Have I been treated fairly in my life because of this? Have I not been given promotions because I wasn't viewed as, oh, well, he's got his family to take care of. Have I been passed over for promotions for stuff like that? I would imagine I have been. Have I been looked down the nose of my bosses because, well, he doesn't have a wife and he doesn't have a kid, so obviously his life's out of control. Have I been viewed that way? I would imagine I have been. Have I been not given raise opportunities because, well, He's probably not going to quit because he doesn't have to figure out how to put braces on his kid. And so we can pay him less than what we would have to somebody else. Yeah, I can say for sure that that has happened. There's something wrong with this. Now, I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to flood the streets. I'm not going to, you know, protest. Okay. What I am going to do is understand that, yes, this is people's perception and I cannot change that. And so, yes, there are going to be disadvantages that happen in my life. It happens all the time. The grown-ups in this building constantly get together. I'm never invited because I don't have a wife. People on a very similar level as I am in this building routinely get invited because they're married. I don't because I don't have a wife. I guarantee you that's why. There's no other reason. It's not about a rank of class in the building because people on my level get invited. They have wives. They have children. They're perceived to be an adult. I'm perceived to be morally wrong. This is an issue in America, and it's a problem. And I think, honestly, I'm offended that somebody, and I don't like that word. You guys know I don't like that word. But that you would think that there's something morally wrong with me because I don't want to have children. And moreover, I find it to be absurd that we're considered to be selfish. Selfish. Are you kidding me? Part of my decision not to have kids was I had you in mind. I thought about the fact that it's not the responsible thing for me to do financially, thought about it, and responsibly came to a decision in my life. That's more than I can say for a lot of people. A lot of parents. Lot yeah, of parents. that's what I'm I saying. Mean, a lot of parents. Ah, I'll have kids because it's my, it's, it's my right. I'm allowed. Or I'm I, supposed to. Or I just didn't take responsibility and I had kids and, 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 and you're stuck with it. I mean, Calling me selfish for making a conscious decision about the society I live in? is absurd and you do it so you feel better about the decision that you made and at some point parents you're gonna have to come out of the closet and admit that some of your hatred towards adults who don't have kids is jealousy some of it is saturday morning you wish your house was quiet now i get it there's nothing like going to the play and watching your eighth grader be like the star of the play. I get it. That sounds awful. And now am I going to miss out on those? Sounds awful. I am going to miss out on those. But thank God I have Facebook Live and I can watch my niece do it from 3,000 miles away. Selfish? Morally wrong? What? Because I didn't spit out four kids irresponsibly and then look to the government to pay for it? You're right. I'm the selfish one. How dare you? More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Again, I'm going to keep hitting you over the head with this until Friday morning, but join us at the Tilted Kilt 6 to 10 as we broadcast live for St. Patrick's Day. We'll move the party from noon to 2 over at the Camp Brewing Company. Now, here's the other thing. 
that's right smack dab in the middle of the NCAA tournament as that you know starts you know starts ramping up. So plenty of TVs at the Tilt to Kill. You'll be able to stay up to date on all that action. And then the Camp Brewing Company has a huge screen in there, and I would imagine they're going to put the tourney on that. I would think. Talk to my buddy Grant over there, see if we can make that happen. I'd like to honestly, I think I might just hang out there all afternoon, watch the Oregon game there as they tip off at three. So that's kind of the plan. Friday, St. Patrick's Day. I'm thinking I'm just going to dedicate my whole day and night to downtown Canton and just uh, you know have a good time. Stan's very just eating Rubens, drinking green beers. Rubens, he's right. Be that's plural. Time. That's happening. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love corned beef. Good. I will admit. I don't know. I don't. I would imagine like Foster's isn't really all that Australian. You go there, they don't really care about Foster's. I would. I don't know what corned beef is like in Ireland, but I like the fact that America thinks that's what it is because it's delicious. Maybe I'll make corned beef for dinner. Oh, like why would you do that right around the corner from getting it? Well, because I feel like you can make one at home, and then you can have like a Reuben at a restaurant. I feel like. I feel like maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll head up to Giant Eagle and make a little corned beef something. Delicious. It's good in the crock pot. It is. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'll do that. A little ginger ale at the bottom. It's good. It's good. You know what? Now you got me. See? Why would you eat corned beef twice in one week? Well, because it's great. Because I want to eat it. Yeah, I got chicken uh, in the fridge that has to be, uh, that I kind of have to make something with it. So I'm probably going to go with fajitas tonight. Uh, Maybe tomorrow I'll make a nice little corned beef. (laughs) I got to get a wife. Not that it's like, bitch, get in there. But like, you know what I mean? I'm not one of those dudes, but... You know, every once in a while, somebody cooking for me wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world. Normally, I'm cooking for a woman. Coming up next on the Stansberry Show. How are you going to bake your brownie, Stansberry? Fantone tells you the secret to have a self-rise crust. Well, you get Jeez. it to 375. <laughs> All right, yeah, God, we're both kind of broads. I don't know what you want from us. What happened to us, dude? What happened? When did today's men become so soft? <laughs> Take this pill. Your penis will grow. <laughs> You're going to be fine. All right. All <laughs> Frank right. Thomas said so. All right. All right. Speaking of the baseball players, yeah. I saw this as baseball's right around the corner. Yeah, exciting times, too, man. I, uh, I, I'm i usually not a big baseball guy, but after last season, I, it's impossible not to be looking forward to the Indians. So there was a previous Indian who was on the roster, and I, I can't go so far as to say he and I were friends. Okay. But we had mutual friends, and so and they were in the bar business. So every once in a while, I would run into a former Cleveland Indian, and... It wasn't necessarily he was hanging out with me and I was hanging out with him, but we were hanging out with similar people, and next thing you know, we were kind of hanging out together. And that Indian is Manny Ramirez. Man Ram. Manny was a, a huge fan of the bar scene in Cleveland when he played for the Indians. And I knew a lot of bar managers and a lot of that kind of stuff. And so we had been introduced a handful of times, and honestly, when the beach club was still a thing... Manny actually got me blacked out drunk one night. I hate saying that. It sounds so irresponsible, but it did. It happened. And so I've always kind of found Manny to be a little endearing. Obviously, once you meet somebody and you kind of get to know him a little bit, again, he would never remember. It's not like he would remember me, but like you kind of like, you know, you befriend them and you're like, ah, you you know, you think they're cooler than they really are. Especially given that, you know, his job is awesome and he's a professional athlete and everybody wanted to know who he was. Yeah, I was going to say, not just a professional athlete. I mean, dude, Manny Ramirez was a great baseball player for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, he was, know, dude, he really was a stud. Was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he won a championship with Boston, right? He was part of that whole thing when he yeah. went you know, when he yeah. went to the Red Sox. 12 All-Star games, Manny Ramirez. Yeah, he was good, dude. It was good. But, he, I mean, he was a legendary partier. Him and Robbie Alomar both were legendary. Like, you talk to people who know stuff, those dudes were constantly out having a good time. 
You gotta wash the steroids down with something, right? Might as well do it with a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> so I've always, I've always liked Manny Ramirez. But Manny's now 44 years old, and he's going to play in a league in Japan, I believe. Yeah. And he signed a new contract. And this is, this is very me. First here, what, what sports people are going to freak out about is that he has listed that practices shall be optional in his contract for this Japanese team. Now, he's 44. He's been to 12 uh, what uh, All-Star games. He's won a championship. Manny knows how to get the bat off the shoulder. Practice. Talking yeah. about practice, but no. But you can Allen yeah, Iverson yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I think it's bad for, to send the message to the rest of the team, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to create you know problems, y- I think. You have to be together as a unit. And, I mean, you can't, you, know, you, it's can't, like, you can't be a unit without your best player out there. It's like when your boss says, I'll never ask you to do something I wouldn't do. Right. Right? And so that is actually very much the case with this. And so, yeah, he probably should practice. He also gets, like, special, like, transportation to and from the facilities and games and all that stuff. And, dude, welcome to being a huge celebrity. Right. And probably what I would imagine, even at 44, is still going to be one of the better hitters on that roster. And welcome to having leverage, too. Welcome to being able to move move seats. You could probably, I'm sure the Japanese Baseball League could, uh, you know, find someone else to replace his production out on the field. Manny Ramirez, 44 years old, probably still not, you know, killing it. But he's going to put people in the seats, and you can't replace place that no matter you know this ticket is, sold right this is Manny Ramirez so he's got leverage here I'm not surprised to find out that he's working some you know weird things in there of I course would. of course and again yeah he's going to sell tickets and here's the thing this is what I always say this is what I say about the radio business too we're not in the playing songs business car businesses aren't in the selling cars business baseball isn't in the baseball business we're all in the money making business it's just the route in which we choose to make money we play songs, car dealers sell cars, Manny Ramirez plays baseball. But we're in the money-making business, right? And so I understand a Japanese team signing them and you know building some interest, just like I totally understood a minor league team taking a shot on Tim Tebow. You know what I mean? Like If you can get t- a ticket seller, you get a ticket seller. But Manny Ramirez put something into his new contract. Again, he's going to play baseball. He's 44. He's going to play so in the Japan League or whatever it is over there. He put in his contract that he gets, this is so me, he gets unlimited sushi while he's playing over there. He gets as much sushi as he wants. I should have worked that into my deal. Yeah. I should have worked that in my deal. Fine. You can stiff me on the pay. Who cares? But you got to pay for all the, for, for unlimited basil. That's what I want, Rock 1069. I want unlimited basil sushi delicious i'm sure there are a bunch of other great places to eat sushi I, you know what i mean i'm just saying that's the one it's really close to my house and it's really well priced and it's delicious imagine that. now dude he's always had his weight problems though like you got to be careful giving him all that fried fish and no you don't all he's doing is up there hitting dingers you know what i'm saying he did dude he, 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 uh, yeah i guess he's not fielding right how fast he's getting around the bases doesn't matter anymore all you want him to do is go up there and just crush homers so and sell i honestly, tickets and he's going to do that you probably put some more weight on him um I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love sushi. There's no question about that. Oh, especially just, there. Imagine yeah, how good it is. There. And I guess that's the thing is that you're in Japan. Yeah, it, this isn't like the Chinese buffet. I mean, he's gonna. Which I got to be honest with you, I won't eat sushi at those places. Mm, you probably shouldn't. I, dude, when you start talking raw fish, 
you gotta you gotta be a little selective. Well, even not if, all sushi's raw. I get that, but like even if we're talking like something non-raw, yeah, I would agree that you know stick to the low main, stick to the general sos. Yeah, that's oh, dude. I ate at a Chinese buffet like two weekends ago. I'll eat at those. They're, they're I mean they're good, but. I pass that sushi and people go, what, you're not going to eat sushi here? It's such a good deal. And it's like, yeah, I worry about why it's a good deal. Now, that could be, you know, misconstrued fear on my part. Probably is. Mm. You, yeah, dude, you in restaurants, though. Mm. So I'm inclined to go with you. You've worked in more restaurants. Dude, you ever work in like a Chinese restaurant? No, no, I never worked at a Chinese buffet. But uh, I don't know. Something about I agree with you 100% there where it's like, yeah. I, I, dude, I'd, I'd go to a grocery store. I'd go to Giant Eagle before I went oh, I'll to... Oh, i buy that. Yeah. yeah. i buy that stuff at Giant Eagle sometimes, that prepackaged juicy. Yeah, I trust that more, for sure. Because it's about temperature where you got to be careful. Are you... Uh, are, would you go with... I mean, is basil sushi what you'd want in your, your Rock 106.9 contract? Unlimited food here? Yeah. Now, in can. Yeah, but you can't pick, like... No. Y- y- what are you going with? Napoli's Pizza? What do I so get? Fat, bro. You get you get to pick one food from one restaurant and you get it for free. So if it's Napoli's pizza, Napoli's pizza. You don't get Napoli's chicken parm. You get Napoli's pizza. I can't move around the menu. Mm-mm. You get basil sushi. You can get any sushi you what want. What are you gonna pick? You can get any toppings on your pizza that you, you want. You go first. I get order heavy, Dick. Think, what do you me get? Think, let me think. <laughs> I want to know what you get, so I don't know if I want to change my mind. What am I gonna go with? Um, maybe I'll go with maybe I'll go with TD's Fish Tacos. They opened up a new location today. You Scott, get it in there for you, baby, dude. What do I want to go with? What do I actually want to go with? Lake Cable TD's. If I could, if I could eat like unlimited Rooster's wings, dude, that sounds really good. You'd have all those different sauces. And I can no, 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 wings. no. Well, no, because you get two toppings all... on your pizza. You stick with one food item, ah, one restaurant. Okay. You get any sushi Loop you want from there. basil. Any sushi you want, but you can't get you can't get coconut shrimp. You got to stick with the with the food at the restaurant. All right. See, a lot goes into this thought here because <laughs> no, it does seriously. The rest of the show, nothing none. goes. Not none. None. We don't care. Research, no. <laughs> but this, you hold on. You you give me those very vital minutes of your life to work this math out. Here, no, because here's the thing on that. Like, initially, I'd go, well, George's Burgers. Oh. But they're so well-priced. Yeah, they're only five bucks. And I, Well, on Wednesdays, they're only five right. bucks. But even outside of that, yeah. they are reasonably priced. George's Burgers. So I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm getting enough value there. You order pizza, pizza's more money. So I'm saving myself more money there. Sushi would be a good choice because, again, basil is really well-priced, but sushi itself is more well, money than some yeah. other food. But they're, I mean, they're on the less expensive side of sushi, but ultimately sushi's still more than you know regular food. So... I'm getting good dollar about now. Okay, so what? All right, I get unlimited. See, because unlimited. unlimited in my mind means something <laughs> different than you. Like unlimited, I want to know: does unlimited mean I can order as many days in a row I want, or is it unlimited at that moment? Unlimited as many days, as many orders as you want to make in a row. If you want to order fifty, because I'm sure that's what Man Ray happens. Yeah, if well, wants, sure. If he wants fifty sushi rolls, then he gets fifty sushi rolls. So uh, whatever you want, it's got to be one restaurant, one item, whatever toppings you choose. So if you got burgers from George's, you could get the tree jumper. You could get the uh, the Anesto. You could get the because those are all in the same round. John Wayne burgers, so good. you could not get the chicken and waffle sandwich though. <gasps> Sorry. Sorry. 
Although you are allowed to substitute waffles for the bun of any burger. You are allowed to do that. Sansbury, just find it. You are allowed to. And I know them all. The food loopholes do tax laws? I got no clue. You want? Do you want to eat on the cheap? Your boy can help you out with that. Here's the thing, because like I said, price point, I think you got to stick with basil and the sushi because I think you're getting a lot of value. And, uh, dude, what a thing to be. I, now, see, here's, here's how dumb I am. Like, I'm going to go to break and be like, that's awesome, dude. I get unlimited basil. And this was purely hypothetical. And I'm so fat and gluttonous. I'm like, no, it's real. They're totally going to give me, you know, free, free, you know, free rolls. No, they're not. When I roll up in there today and they hand me my bill, I'm telling you, I might make the news tonight. We'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show, eh? 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. You may have heard I just bought a new car. If you're thinking about doing the same thing, taking out a loan can be a little daunting of an idea. I can make this easier for you. Let me point you to CSE Federal Credit Union, the bank I use. Right now, they're offering you awesome deals on loans. There's absolutely no application or processing fees to apply for a loan with CSE Federal Credit Union. No prepayment penalties. And you can also get a great low rate with terms up to 84 months. Helps keep your payment low, easy to pay. You turn your credit around, it's going to fix everything. CSE's there to help you. 100% local there. Check out more info, csefcu.com. Before we get too much further into the program, I do want to send out a congratulations to a daily listener of the program, Justin Bills, I believe is his last name. Okay. And he's unable to listen this morning because he and his wife are in the hospital welcoming uh, their new baby boy, Logan, into the world. So, uh, as uh, as we were a little anti-child earlier this morning, it's not that you know that's how we feel about everybody. It's just you know how I choose to you know look at my life. It's uh, you know chosen not to go down that path. But Justin, I appreciate you listening every day, and uh, you know hats off to you. And I hope you know I hope everybody, wife and kid, and all that ends up uh, all right there. He's uh, currently in the hospital. Right? Congratulations, homie. It's good stuff. We'll pass out some Tesla tickets nine thirty. Okay. But before we do that. I've been uh, a little anti-technology this morning. Okay. I've kind of hit on a, a few things, and I understand technology. And uh, and again, I use a ton of it. I have an Xbox. I have a flat-screen TV. I just, the, the new car I just bought, thank you again, Wacom Auto, part of the reason I did is because all the technology in the dashboard and stuff. So I like some of this stuff, but you got to be careful about where you implement it in your life. Okay? This is about, much like everything else I always say, this is about personal accountability with the product laid in front of you. Right. Right? Right. And I think that there is a push these days to add more technology into your bedroom and your sex life. And I would be hesitant to do this. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand why there's a hesitation. I can also understand why it's like, well, dude, new things are coming out. We're trying new things. We're doing new things. How's it feel know. near the butt? Right. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Right. Right. I right. totally get it. All right. But now there was this company who made a vibrator. That was used uh, through a program called We Connect. Okay. And essentially what this was for was for either long distance relationships or, honey, I have to go on a business trip. I'm going to be gone five days. All right. Right? And I'm just going to say partner because people use vibrators for all different things. Right? right? right. One partner using the vibrator. The other person has the app on their phone and controls said vibrator. So then you can like have remote sex over the, you know, wherever. Sure. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a little add on to phone sex. Now, this isn't necessarily new, obviously, through the app and kind of, but I've heard about this in the past with like vibrating panties where like the, you, the have man, the, you have the, the controller. Right, right. But again, you got to be within 20 feet of one okay. another. This was to make this long distance. Okay. 
apply. You know what I mean? Long distance apply. Now, this sounds like a good thing. I understand when you're apart from the person that you love, sex is something you think about, you want to stay close. I get it. And especially in a long-distance relationship, the challenge of making it exciting. Because let's be real, after you guys have both masturbated on the phone together once, it's like, all right, what are we doing? Pretending like we're dirty talking to each other again. You know, so I, I can right. understand why why you'd want to add some variety to that. But of course, the creators of this app weren't staying hands-off. And it turns out the app was doing more than it said it was doing, and they were allow it was allowing the company to spy on your sexual habits of any particular user. So during the 2016 DefCon hacking conference, two hackers exposed this by using Goldfish and Follower and explained that the problem was serious with unwanted activation of a vibrator as potentially sexual assault. You got to think about that because, sure. again, you can hack apps and start using this stuff. God, I didn't even think about that. But apparently the company itself was looking into their customers' privacy and data and evaluating this kind of stuff and using it to their benefit. And they've now, they're going to lose, I think it was this, like $3 million that they have to give up to these people who were, who were being exposed and spied on. Okay. No, I don't like this. Now, technology and sex do kind of go hand in hand. You can't say, well, I don't want technology in my sex because it's like, well, then what are you going to do about Pornhub? <laughs> like you're going to need, you know what I mean? P- pornography is obviously technology and sex right. coming together. Right. So you can't get technology completely out of your bedroom. No. But it does worry me about adding these types of things into my life where more and more people are spying on me. I know that my laptop has a webcam on it and this and that and that people can hack those. I get it. Okay? But you can you can, I would imagine, take a piece of, you know, some kind of non-see-through tape and tape it over your webcam and then I mean if you sh- if you can't see through the webcam, you can't see. Yes, I, I will agree with you. There's, you know, there's steps you can take to certainly uh, protect yourself from things like this. But I think it's funny how we're just so welcoming to like, yeah, I'll sign this terms and conditions. Didn't read it. Don't care. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Cookie. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Not important on my website. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Then when it gets to sex, we're like, nope, can't do it. Every other every other avenue. We're like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Because we're term. ashamed of what we're doing sexually. Right. There's that dirtiness to it. There's that like, ooh, I don't yeah. want everybody to know. Because America has taught us that sex is shameful when 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 it's your when it's christian your, nation when it's your banking information you're like yeah i don't care there's a little green lock in the top right it's our top left identity theft happens to other people other but people. somebody wants to watch me exactly like exactly that's, that's what happens and uh, now uh, of course anytime it was a smart condom we talked about i think two weeks ago or something like where that. you can upload your own data anytime but you, that's you uploading it anytime you're connected to the internet you have potential to be hacked, hacked. you yes. do and and that's your phone that's your 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 smart condom. That's that's your your vibrator app. Everybody's had the blue screen of you've watched too much porn death. So you know, I, right? I, I, I agree. Right? I agree that this is something to be concerned about, and certainly with sex. But I just feel like we're so far down the rabbit hole. There's a little bit of like whistling by the cemetery right now. Where we're like, oh, well, we'll we'll make a stand against this, and it's like, dude, your info's already out there. You, all your stuff's already out there. Yeah, there is something we hold sacred about sex. And uh-huh. I will say this. I know this, again, this kind of will come off a little curmudgeon-y, okay? But I liked technology and sex when it was, like, when the biggest piece of technology was a battery. You know what I mean? Like, battery-operated, you know, sex toys I totally get. 
once you start bringing, oh, though, dude, I mean, I use my cell phone for sex all the time. You know what I mean? How many times do you look down at a woman and be like, no, look right into this while you're doing that? A lot. I do that a lot. (laughs) So, like, I would would imagine, yeah, and you can hack that, right? Certainly. You can get right into the iPhone and get right into that. Oh, dear God. Dear God. I'm not. Wow. Can I be excused? <laughs> I got it. Turns out I got some things I got to do this afternoon. All right. There's something that's happening online and people are upset with somebody and I can't for the life of me figure out why. As a matter of fact, you know what? I can figure out why. You're not mad about this, really. What's happened is you got old, you got bitter. And when you were 19, had this person done this, you would have been talking about how awesome and cool it was. Now, of course, you're allowed to get older and change your views, but I think this is you just looking to be angry about something. So we'll examine that next on Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Again, join us this Friday as we broadcast live for St. Patrick's Day. We'll start doing so at 6 a.m. with the Tilted Kilt. Looking forward to that. 6 to 10. Those Tilted Kilt girls are they're a sight to be seen. Especially at 6 a.m., dude. Said it earlier in the week. Your wife, she hasn't looked good at 6 a.m. in the past 20 years. Tilted kill girls, they're going to look all right. What an interesting way to sell that. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah. Yeah, I bet that probably is true. And now that he said it out loud, you're probably not going to be allowed to go. <laughs> so let's hope we'll be able to see you. First hundred people through the door do get a Sands Ratio pint glass. And again, noon to two, then we'll be at uh, the Camp Brewing Company as well. Uh, Going to be a good time sitting down there, watching a little NCAA tourney. Like it. Like it. Looking forward to this Friday, to be honest with you. So I posted a video online yesterday. This has been uh, making the rounds online, and uh, it, it seems to upset some people. And, and uh, you know, people aren't upset with us with posting it. I'm just saying, you know, they're upset with the fact that it was done at all. And uh, you can see this via our Facebook pages and, again, at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. But Snoop Dogg has released a video. And at the end of it, um, he, like, everybody's a clown in the video for some reason or another. I think it's, you know, his way of making a statement. Okay. And at the end of the video, then he himself is standing there pointing a gun at a clown that is obviously dressed as Donald Trump, as, you know, to say, I'm going to shoot this dude. Okay. And people are all upset about it. Oh, oh my God. And my guess is this. That when you were younger, you would have fought for an artist's right to be able to do their art the way they wanted to. You got older and now don't like when people create art that you disagree with. That would be my guess of of people. Well, and if that was the case, if that's really what was happening with you, I'm sure when Ted Nugent told Barack Obama to suck on his machine gun, you, you were just as offended then, right? Or wrong? Did we just expose some hypocrisy? I would think I, so. I, I mean, dude, Ted Nugent was dude, out there many a times telling, telling Hillary. He told Hillary Clinton to go ride the shotgun. 
And, Ooh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah. And, told, and it's just like, I mean, now listen, at the end of the day, do I think advocating for violence against the president is, is something to be joked around about? No, I really don't. And if I were Snoop Dogg, I think Snoop made the wrong call here. I wouldn't, you know, is even as somebody who doesn't support Trump in any capacity, I don't think calling for assassination or making a joke about an assassination attempt is is responsible or, or, or what you should do as an American. It's in bad taste. Now, with that I'll being that. said, I I certainly am not going to be the person to tell you you're not allowed to do it. Well, here's the thing. I want to be able to say what I want. And the only way I can do that is if Snoop Dogg's allowed to say what he wants. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, I, I can't make the argument that I should be able to have the opinion I want, use my opinion in any way I see fit, shape my opinion via public message any way I see fit, and not offer that same ability to another creator of art. That would be very hypocritical of me. And I'm sure throughout the show I have done that somewhere sometime. Because I, like you, will occasionally be hypocritical about things. Because welcome to being a human being. But I'm not up... I'm not in an uproar over this, and it's not because I didn't vote for him. It's not. That's not what it is. You, had he done this to Hillary, I'd have been like, you're in charge. This is what people do. Right. He's a provocateur. Now, I didn't know about this until this video came out, because in 2013, I just didn't pay attention to what Snoop Dogg was doing. But apparently he had signed a no guns initiative where like his songs and videos were going to be more upbeat and talking about what they're really going through now and not what they used to go through and kind of like, you know, trying to dial down this gangster rap thing and make music more fun and less about violence and all that stuff. And that's admirable for sure. But that's not to say that four years later, given the political climate of what our country is, that he can't then pivot and say, you know what? I want to I want to say something about this. Um, I think it's worth noting too that like this was obviously a clown dressed up like President Trump. Um, the gun it wasn't like he actually shot this clown. The gun the gun had a flag that came out and said bang. You know what I mean? So this sure. is like and and I, I stand firm to my statement of I don't think that's something that you should be doing. But it, I mean you can do it right. I, the, if you, you know, can burn the flag in America. You can do this. If you're not pissed, if you're not pissed at at, 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 at or Ted Nugent, I don't understand how you're pissed at Snoop. Like it's all people, the exact now, same thing. I, I I don't think this is a really strong argument, but people are going to make this argument, which is people care what Snoop says and they don't care what Ted Nugent oh, says. I now mean, that's yeah, not a good enough yeah, argument for me. Pretty poor argument. And yeah. I, you know, Ted Nugent wouldn't be all over Fox News all the time if that was the case. And it, like. This wasn't like well, he's Nugent, all over Fox News because of what he says. Nugent though. told President Obama, "Suck on my machine gun." Snoop shot at an actor in a Donald Trump portraying costume. the clown version of Donald Completely Trump. Those are, those are wildly different Completely things. Completely different thing there. And really, at the end of the day, what I think is worth noting most out of all of this is: Did Snoop trigger you? Do you need a safe space from Snoop Dogg? Are you offended? Why don't you just stop being so PC about everything? Let Snoop do what he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Stop being so PC. There's a great argument. There. Stop being so PC there about is. everything. And like I said, now again, you get older and your political views change. But at 25, you would have been loving this. And at 40, you just find it disgusting. Now, part of that is just you growing up. I, think- I will agree. Dude, the imagery, I got to admit, I didn't love it. 
But again, what I'm able to do and what I ask of other people is, is that every once in a while, my comfort isn't the most important thing in America. It's just not. Well, all these all these people on the right, they're snowflakes, dude. They're special little snowflakes, Come and they on. deserve they deserve a safe space from stuff like Come this. They on. do. They do. Now you're just trying to piss people off. Safe spaces. It is a little it is a little snowflakey to bitch about. It is. I will admit, it is, it is a little snowflakey. And again, I think your views change because you got old. And let's stop giving Snoop Dogg power he doesn't have. And now, of course, though, the president already responded back to him. What did he say? I just I, You can paraphrase. You, I, I, you know you saw the tweet. It's at POTUS. Um, and so it wasn't even from the Trump Twitter. It was from the president of the United States Twitter. Oh, God. Uh, can you imagine what the outcry would be if at Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama? Jail time. He didn't aim and point a gun at you. He didn't. He didn't. Not only that, jail time for art? And if, yes. For art? If you point a gun at the president, yes, go to jail. But at, Snoop did right, not do that. Right. But jail, suggesting jail time for art? Bro, let me tell you. As a guy who trades his art for money, that scares the living crap out of me. Failing career and all. <laughs> President Trump worried about Snoop Dogg. How many how many units does he push this year? Now people always try Come to on. flip-flop this kind of stuff. Imagine if it were this and they changed the scenario, right? People love to do that with these t- situations. And so somebody's written at our Facebook page, again, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, says, just imagine if Kid Rock had made the same video thing with Obama. Yeah, it would be all over the internet and people would be mad about it like they're mad about this. Imagine. So what's the difference? Imagine if, if Ted Nugent told Obama to suck a machine gun. Imagine if that happened. Oh, oh wait, it did. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it happened already, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot about that. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember that, but I trust you in that. And I'm sure, I mean, I know you not to be a liar and to be informed. So if that happened, I buy, I didn't, I forgot about that. I'm sure, dude, I know Teddy. I know what he says. I know Sweaty Teddy. I know what he says. Uh, that's well within the bounds of other crazy things he has said. I just think, dude, this is one of those things that... If you didn't even know, like, you didn't find this on your own. Somebody showed you this, and then you got mad about that, which is what's a little crazy about it, too. I think he got triggered. I think. Words can hurt. I get it. Yeah, you know I don't like that, though. You got to be tougher than that. You do. You have to be tougher. Nugent said, if Barack Obama becomes the president in November again, I will either be dead or in jail by this time next year. Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, right? Because people are going to say, well, if you flip-flop it, Barack and Obama, it's race-related. Well, come on. You don't think there's race relations in what and what Snoop Dogg's doing with this imagery? Of course there is. Strangleholds is still a good song. Though. It's wrong kind of a... Exactly. This is what I'm always saying about celebrities. This is what I said about Kyrie Irving and the flat earth thing. Stop looking to respect people outside of their realm. They'll let you down. It used to be celebrities were one thing. They were famous for being on TV, for being an actor. They were famous for being... Now we look to celebrities to be informed and politically active and all this stuff, and it's ruining stuff. 
I don't care if Kyrie Irving is an idiot that thinks the earth is flat. You know why? Because he's clutch in the last 90 seconds of a game and shot a three-pointer that gave us, gave us a title. I don't care if he's a flat earth trooper. I don't want my athletes to be any smarter than that. Just win basketball games. I don't care what Snoop Dogg does. Just make gin and juice, dude. I don't care what his opinions on things are. I don't look to Snoop to shape my political opinion. Because if I did, it would make me an idiot. So I don't care what Snoop does. I don't care about that. When talking about the Clinton campaign, Ted Nugent, we need to ride onto that battlefield and chop their heads off in November. Come on. I mean, like, and listen, here's the deal. As somebody on the left, fine, dude. Say whatever you want. Right. And fine. That's fine. But then this dude gets to say whatever he, he wants. Again, I always say it. I will fight for people. I, I, I will fight for people to be able to say things and do things that make me uncomfortable. Because I like making other people uncomfortable. And whether I like it or not, I am smart enough to understand that my opinions on things, because again, you ha- if you're going to have my job, you better have strong opinions. I understand that my opinions are going to make other people uncomfortable, and that's not enough to shut me up, so I don't think that that should be enough to shut Snoop up is all. And like we said earlier about athletes being involved in politics, just like Snoop Dogg, if you agreed with him, you want him out there saying stuff. Of course. And if you disagree with what he's saying, you want him shutting up. Just talk about sport. Just stick to rap and just stick. And it's like, dude, these are people just like anybody else. They're going to have opinions. And when you like them, you love them. When you hate them, you you, you think next episode sucks. And it's no, it's a good song. Again, you got to realize I'm also this guy. I talk about this a lot and it's, it's subtle. Like, but it it shows you who people are. Even with a president I disagree with, and I and I disagreed with Obama plenty, voted for him, but I disagreed with him plenty. What do I always say? When I speak of these people, you hear me refer to them as President Obama, President Trump, because the office deserves some sort of respect, some form of that. Once you say, "Well, oh, dumbass." I know, dude. Like, I can't listen to anything else you say, bro, because you're shaded. You gotta... that, I, Dude, it, it's artists being artists. And, I, dude, I'm willing to bet if I went back through every video that's ever been played on MTV or VH1 or whatever the new channel is that shows music videos. I don't even know if there are any. If I looked at every music video ever, I could find a hundred instances of very similar things. Right? Ice Cube didn't do stuff with Bush back in the day. I got to imagine he did. And again, the same people who are upset about this Snoop Dogg video crank up F the police every time you hear it. And what's really the difference? It's more similar than it is different. Now, to the people who are telling me this is a publicity stunt... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Welcome to being a star. Welcome to being a celebrity. It's how you stay. Dude, just get talked about. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Right. Yeah. It's why Kyrie said the earth was flat, too. It is. All right, we have Tesla tickets to give you, and according to a listener of the program, and I'm going to trust that he's right about this, one of the most famous bands ever played their first show ever 35 years ago today. So we'll celebrate that by playing one of their tunes next on Rock 106. 
for the next episode. Hey, feel warmth every day. Said smoke weed there. Rock 106.9. To the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, give you a little Metallica there. Apparently, today is the 35th anniversary of their first performance ever. So, wanted to give you a little bit of Metallica there. And I was waiting for somebody to be like, you know, we're going to celebrate the 35th anniversary of their first show. You're not going to play something off the first album. Oh, look, I gave people Fuel because Fuel's a great radio hit. And a damn good song there from Metallica. And honestly, one of their shorter songs. They're known to be a little longer. And so, you know, I went with uh, well, the time stuff there. Fantone always says this best. If you're too cool, and again, I, I understand that Fuel didn't come off the Black Album. But it kind of gets lumped in with that era of Metallica. And if you're too cool for that era of Metallica, you're too cool for us. That's kind of been uh, Fantone's uh, you know, stance. And I would agree there. I like right. the Black Album a lot. Just I, just sit around and listen to Ride the Lightning. That's if that's all you're gonna do, and that's all you can do, just sit there and listen to your tape of Ride the Lightning. To be fair to the die. conversation, I will say Ride the Lightning is my personal favorite Metallica album. Fantastic album, love it, love but it, it. But that's not to say that that was the only good thing, you know, that that they did. Escape actually off of Ride the Lightning is my favorite Metallica song ever, which is really funny because James Hetfield's been on record saying that's his least favorite song that they've ever done. But Escape's my favorite. Yes, Metallica fan, you're cooler than everybody. You're right. Yep. Yep. I think it's that you want to be cooler yep. than everybody. Cooler and if I actually, if we go back to the early 80s, my guess is you weren't listening to Ride the Lightning in 84. It wasn't until, honestly, Injustice for All came out and you caught up to Metallica, then all of a sudden you became a Metallica snob, right? Because why was one on TV every 10 minutes on MTV? Because you loved it. Because you loved it. Even though now you're a grown-up and tell everybody, you know, there was no bass guitar on the record, so I don't like it. No, you you lying-ass hipster. You're lying. I was there. You were wearing the Injustice t-shirt, you effing liar. And, and, and rightfully so. It was a great album, That's dude. Pretty good. How, how much fun was pretty that good. album to listen to? It was awesome. And again, people trashed God. the... And again, I understand Fuel didn't come off the Black Album. But people trashed the Black Album. And I gotta tell you, dude, uh, Don't Tread on Me was great. The God That Failed was amazing. Hey, the Black Album is treated as the turning point. You know what it I'm really saying? Is. That's always the... Now, I, I, I think for most people, some people view the Fuel albums as the turning point when they cut their hair. That's where I am. Dude, where I, I think, like, Load was okay. Reload, you start to get a little crazy. At that point, just streamline them down. Give me one really good load album, and then you could have done without that. But they're they, trying to make money, whatever. They're, they're, there's songs from all eras of Metallica where I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty good. Not all of it's the best, but it's not all the worst either. It's quit, not all just, the worst. Just quit, just quit acting like you're so Just damn enjoy cool. the catalog. Yeah, just, just, now, I will say, I am one of these people that's really hard on everything Saint Anger and after that. And I am. I'm hard on that. And I've talked about how all those albums suck. Now, that's just my opinion. It's just my opinion, just like I guess load and reload is your opinion. But I think people are harsh on that era because, you know, you know, people really blame Bob Rock for that, which I don't understand. Again, he turned Motley Crue into the biggest band in the world with Dr. Feelgood, and he turned Metallica into the biggest band in the world with the Black Album. So you can argue with super producers, but they work. They work. You can join us as we broadcast live starting at 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt on Friday for St. Patrick's Day. And then we'll move the party from noon to 2 over at the Canton Brewing Company. We do have Tesla tickets. I want to give you those right now. We'll take caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625 and send you to see Tesla up at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there April 29th. So uh, we'll, get, we'll get you hooked up with those. Aside from that, we are done with the program. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. Don't
from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seeing. Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at roholtvision.com.